0: Holman, how are you uh, feeling about the last episode, the Gale episode two? Uh, well, I, I feel as good as our listeners do because it's been uh, doing pretty good on the uh, downloads. Plus, we had a bunch of people who've been like, "Have Gale back on, have Gale back on," and, and did that? Uh, did we satisfy those people? I don't think so. I think they're at some point uh, a year we, from now we, needs to
1: be Gale episode three. Oh, wait a minute, we did not satisfy.
0: them? You know, what's funny it, they have an insatiable it, appetite. You realize in that episode you said something like, "Oh, Gale was
1: on at episode 60. It wasn't. It was like. What, 30? 19. It was 19? <laughs> it was 19. Oh. It was 19. It's almost like 100 ago. <laughs> <Whoops>. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, 100 episodes ago. Yeah, what is well, this? I mean, 105.
0: This is 105.
1: 105.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty cool. We've got. Uh, this... Do you now? Yeah, I do. Uh, we... <laughs> Based on what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making it up to try and. I'm trying to sound excited. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to be a showman. I'm trying to uh, drum up enthusiasm so that people come into the show with. Uh, Expectations so high, there's no possible way we can meet them. Guys,
2: I've seen the suckage meter. You've pinned the needle on this episode. <laughs>
0: we, we, oh, just we, we just
1: got started. started. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, uh, girl, come uh, on, harsh, Alice. Harsh critique. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Uh, so this week, there's been a, uh, a metric ton of uh, truck news. What does a metric ton mean? Meaning, it mean it's like a it's a meter square? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's it's what it means is. It's uh it's not a 1-ton American
0: truck, mm-hmm. not SAE. It's, it's a 1-ton overseas truck. Gotcha. Because those are metric ton, right? They're like mid-sized so They could do 1-ton okay. payloads because they uh-huh. don't have full-size trucks. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like it's not the
1: biggest news week ever, but darn it, it's pretty big. So we're we're talking to a guy from hummerguy.net and I don't know why just Yeah, yet. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. But I'm but why were even even the name Hummer Sparks curiosity. Yeah, don't worry about it. Move okay. on. We'll uh, find out later. Okay. And then we're talking to Ryan from Wabasto, which yep. they make everything for everything. Yeah, and by the and way- I don't know why we're talking to Ryan, but it's got to be interesting because Wabasto, they make sunroofs. They make all sorts of stuff. So Ryan
0: is an uh, uh, avid truck show podcast listener. Oh. And he's emailed us a bunch of times. He has uh, some interesting takes on the automotive industry. Uh, his company does some pretty interesting stuff in the truck space. And overall I just thought Was that is that, that a of, bad?
1: Was that a bad no, thing? Cuz
0: you kind of did the air quotes like an interesting take. Uh well, why don't we uh talk to him this episode and you judge for yourself. Okay. He's uh he's definitely an interesting cat and right. uh, his background's pretty fascinating too. I think people will
1: dig sort of uh his story. I would like some more Background on some of our guests next time, because I, I all uh, I know is that. By the way, there's, there's two names no, on my list. No, 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 no. you can't. Brian and Ryan. You, yeah,
0: you <laughs> cannot come to the studio a half hour after the show's supposed to start and then expect an, uh, a background on our guests. I expect like a full bio. <laughs> I on got each, nothing on each.
1: No, no I know you got nothing.
0: today. I'm like, I'm like, what time are you going to be here? You're yeah. like 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I have 30 minutes to. Uh,
1: there's nothing. Take a good, nap. So I do going on at Motor Trend right now. What do you oh, got? What do you got dude, going on? So
0: uh, faster with Finnegan. Did you hear about that?
1: No. Oh, we got to have Mike back on. Wait, what? What? He didn't tell us this about it. This is a it. new show? Yeah, it launches this week, and he didn't tell us about it. I've been going back and watching old Finnegan's Garage episodes yeah. because I'm all enthusiastic this about- like that, but better.
0: Hmm. Well, we, yeah, there's, again, yeah, there's, yeah. there's okay, a ton of okay. news. we got to get into we it. Need to, Oh, my right. gosh. Let's, uh, let's start with our friends over at Nissan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, special thanks to Nissan for being our presenting sponsor. Yep, yep. Uh, that 20- Nissan
3: Titan is my favorite truck. Oh, is oh, good. it? really? That's nice. I That's love that Endurance V8.
1: Oh, so do, but, but do you like Have you heard
3: that engine growl? Yeah, it sounds... I mean, come on now, yummy.
1: <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> that did not that didn't sound work. right. <laughs> if she was supposed to be, I mean, come on now, comma, yummy. Uh-huh. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't. Um, no. How about
0: that nine-speed transmission in the 2020? They're about to hit uh, dealership. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 2020 is pretty nice. Got, uh, let's see, zero gravity seats, uh, upgraded interior, big old display, Mm-hmm. uh... Ooh, Fender Audio, right. That Tight nine
1: process. speed is pretty sweet. Did you hear your computer <laughs> glitch again? You just told me. No, 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 no. She hiccuped. Alice hiccup. <laughs> Try to get, told No, listen, me. listen. That nine speed is pretty sweet. See? That was
0: better. Yeah. You said you bought all this memory. Nah, and a, I put it in Okay. <laughs> so I went to your office the other day, and mm. while I was drawing things on your whiteboard, yeah. there was a box that had your new hard drive, all solid state, your new solid state memory, everything. It's it supposed still to fix your sitting computer. in that
1: Amazon box right there on my desktop. You should just bring it, and then as part of the show, we can do a post-mortem <laughs> on your computer <laughs> as we ruin it. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is like a clean room, right? As I not my, really I take all the dust off of our
1: microphone stands. Yeah, but it actually is. Uh, it is a pretty clean room. Ish. It is. No, I don't. It's know if a you lot to... better than our original studio. That's, oh, that's true. Damn that, sure. Yeah,
0: dude. Do you even remember that? I feel like we've been here for so long now. I don't have ants crawling in my mouth while I'm talking on the the
1: microphone. (laughs) I do remember the one time you did have an ant crawling on your lip. Remember when we had a- uh, a How does an ant make it all the way up your arm to your shoulder and get on your lip? No, no,
0: no. It was on the mic stand. It came down on the mic and it jumped into my beard (laughs) while I was talking. Do you remember that really happened, people? We, all- <laughs> <laughs> we also had a Nissan Titan there once. No, twice. Twice. We had Surf Camp, mm-hmm. and we had the uh, the 2018. But we, we've
1: had a we've had a Platinum out here. That's true for, had, for the It wasn't Surf Camp. It was the other one we had out here. Uh, well, we had Destination Frontier
0: out. Yes. On this one. Oh, that was cool. One. But I, I'm trying to get us a loan for the 2020, so we can go take a spin.
1: You've been saying that for a while now. Uh, yeah. Is it going to happen? Yes. Oh, of course. It's just okay. a matter of scheduling. I love my Nissan. Very popular get all- this guys, time of year, guys. Come on, hurry it up! I'm dying. I'm Joneson over here. Right, NissanUSA.com. Mm-hmm. Check out the new uh, 2020 Titan. Should be at dealerships any day now. Still has the five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. From That's what I understand, the best part right there. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's not
0: the best it's not part. The best you'll part. never,
1: you'll never use it. To, to be honest with you, nine-speed. No, there's a lot of best parts. Uh, Pro 4x. But the thing where uh, Alice Biden screwed up, where she carrier. hiccuped, the exhaust note. Is unlike any other truck you can buy. So Nissan, get down to your Nissan yeah. dealer. That's the bottom line.
0: Yeah. NissanUSA.com. Mm-hmm. All right, now, uh, our friends over at decked. Yes, yeah, so decked, oh, you're wearing a deck shirt. I, yeah, this is my deck SEMA shirt. It's their, uh, uh, The I think I am Romer, built this Willys pickup for their booth. I am and, Romer? Yeah. Okay. And they had, uh, had a, a deck system in the back, and this was their SEMA t shirt, and it's actually quite comfortable. I'm trying to figure out how to work
1: a decked system into the C20 build. Uh, you call Greg and you go, Hey Greg, can I have a deck system for my C twenty? But so yes, that would be an easy call. But yes. we're going to drop the truck and put it on the ground. So what does that what does do? Does that happen? D- it depends if you cut the bed or not. If you don't uh, cut the bed, you put a deck. Well system we're to gonna bed. cut the bed, but so I wanna I'm gonna have to get with Greg to make some kind of a custom pockets for the wheel wells to mm. sit in or something like that. Okay, that sounds complicated. I wanted, I think it'd be. Game. You know, they blow mold those things out of
0: molds, right? They don't. It's not a or roto mold. It's can't not. Can't do a one off. Yeah, they don't like weld the plastic into special shapes for you. Although yeah. I bet you could use a blowtorch and reshape it. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: just turns into my your. It looks like a melted can. Might <laughs> void your uh, deck warranty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I want. I'll consult with uh, Greg before I speak on this topic <laughs> yeah, any further. Yeah, yeah you, you might want to. <laughs> All right, uh, deck dot
0: com. And uh, what else? What have you been up to? I feel like I haven't seen you since the last
1: time I saw you.
3: Show, the Truck Show, The Truck Show, The oh, Truck oh. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning
1: and Holman. Can I tell you? <laughs> Did you? We went through all that. Can I fell you? And you compli- I was going to say, can I tell you? And I what? said it with a, started with an F. Were you, what? What's wrong with I you today? Know. I'm falling apart. I'm uh, just absolutely... Well, so here's you didn't, the the have I, uh, didn't have dinner. I didn't have dinner. And I was sick all weekend. So that happened. Wait, you were sick? No wonder I didn't hear from you all weekend. I was sick, yeah. I wasn't horribly sick, like throwing up or anything. I just had... I, I, You know when you're... I haven't been sick in a while, and I have a pretty good immune system. So I, during the fight it off process, while I'm about to be sick, I just get tired, and I just hang around the house and don't do much. <laughs> okay. So hopefully by Monday... I have warded off the sickness, <laughs> and I just powered through it. All right. But I get goofy. I still hear it in your voice a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I was uh, completely morning. And you morning. have like
0: eight layers on right now. I do. Right? <laughs> I, what?
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. You're in a very thin deck yeah. shirt, uh-huh. and here I am in a really. So not only is this yeah. a flannel. Uh, it's okay. So he's wearing in a quilted flannel <laughs> hoodie. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, but I am wearing my uh, oh, truck show podcast. Yeah, that
3: way that. to
0: represent.
1: Yeah. All right. No well. one can see it though. Yeah, no, it's under because my, you're uh, cold. Hooded flannel. Oh, my God. So this happened. I'm walking down the hallway okay. at work. All right. And I hear this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And I stop and I look around the corner. Okay. And it's Gail. No. And it's Gail. And I go, what were you just humming? And he goes, what? And I go, what were you just humming? And he says, what was I just humming? And I said, you were just humming something. He goes, and then he stops and he <laughs> realizes what he's... And he says, yeah. oh, it's that goddamn jingle from your show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he goes, oh, I
1: can't funny. get it. It's like an earworm. And I said, I, I totally thought it was w- Joshin, with me. Can
0: you send me the audio file and I'll just text it to him? I didn't record it. No, we have the audio... No, no, not of Gail. I just want to randomly text him because- Oh, of the jingle? G- yes, because Gail and I text all the time, <laughs> and it's like if I send him like videos of cool things blowing up from the military or car stuff, like, he loves it. Like We'll go back and forth. Sure. So if I send him an unnamed audio file, he'll—I
1: guarantee you—he'll play it. <laughs> yes, he'll, he'll be will. like, "Damn you, Olman!" Yeah. Oh, dude, if you could package a, a virus, <laughs> a, an iPhone virus, <laughs> on one audio yeah. file, yeah. he would he, fall oh, for it. Yeah, or
0: or any meme, oh, any yeah. awesome meme. Oh yeah. Oh man, I love. Okay, I love so me some Gale.
1: what do we have coming up on the show? We already talked about Brian and Ryan. Yeah. What's and, first? And a ton of news. Mm-hmm. Can't forget a ton of news. And we got a ton
0: of email. So this is a full show. I don't know where to start. Um, I think we should start with. Uh, do you want to just
1: start with what's new in trucks? I feel like. Got, I think, we're, we a lot I think to it hit. sounds pretty unprofessional right now that we don't have a schedule. We're no, just winging it. No, no,
0: we're not winging it. Oh, we're not? No, no. Th- listen, I, well, did you not come to our st- our, our uh, strategy meetings? You mean the pre-show meeting? Yeah, you, didn't, you weren't with there? The, with the writers and producers? Yes, yes. You weren't there? Mm, no, I missed no that. No wonder that room was so dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, listen, we have like 10 different segments, and we mix and match them every episode so they're never the same. I know that. I know that. Are you just saying that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. How about this? I, I feel like you're not in with uh, what's new in trucks yet. I'm not feeling the groove. All right. So why don't we start with Ryan?
1: Want to give Ryan a call? I would love to. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. the. All I know is that he works at Webasto, but well, I don't know why we're calling him. But isn't that a great way to interview somebody? I, I Sure. Blindly. Okay. Cue it up. Dial and smile. By the way, he sent me I uh, I don't me- even know what intro to play for him because I don't know what the topic is. What's the subject matter? All right. He- here, listen. W- why did you turn your mic towards your laptop?
0: Because he said this to me. The
2: truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, nice. Because truck
0: Ryan's with. <gasps> <laughs> 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 All right. So, so Ryan actually is a uh, is a regular uh, listener. So, uh, I don't. I'm not going to tell you anything about him. Screw it. Let's just call him. Uh, if, I'm okay with it if you're okay with uh, it. How about a pull-up stool? All right.
3: Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice <laughs> We got
1: snubbed. We need to get snubbed. Who that? hey <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, on, I thought yeah, I thought right? we could call your buddy uh, well, uh, Ryan Evans. He's your buddy. Oh, he's calling back. Oh, hold he's, on. Calling. he's not available. Right. Well, and, gonna, go and, ahead and yeah. accept. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, is this Ryan Evans?
4: <laughs> yeah, this is me. I just realized, uh, you know, you got caller ID and you down after uh, 10 p.m. here.
1: Oh yeah, it's a little late there. Sorry well, about that. He's on the, he on the east coast. He's on the east coast. Stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a, a story. story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? Now so Ryan I uh, I don't know. This is lightning. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking to you. And because Holman <laughs> wouldn't say squat. He's so, like, just call my buddy over at Wabasto. So uh, lightning and, and I'm like, I'm I'm just perplexed. Lightning I don't know did not
0: up. he did not show up to our production meeting. And so I would not tell him anything about any of our. We don't have tonight. production
1: meetings, a-hole. Uh
0: All right, so here, here's the thing. Ryan is, uh, I think he has better taste than you do. I mean, okay, I, that's, I, that's
1: not hard to do. You you put a deposit down on a cyber truck. Are, uh, did you ever get your money back for that? By the I'm way, I'm not going to get my money back. I am uh, going to wait <laughs> it out. I think I'm going to get one of those fancy dancy seventy thousand dollar. Four motor cyber trucks. How about you, Ryan?
4: Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, if uh, my predecessors come out with something and we can get into that, um, otherwise my money is uh, deposited on a Rivian right now. Wait, now I
1: know what we're talking <laughs> to. So wait a minute. Did you really? Are you invested in, in Rivian?
4: Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, put the deposit down. Did a little background research on a lot of these companies. Uh, it's kind of the name of the game that we're getting into here, so... I had a lot of interest in it and uh, about a year and a half, two years ago we bought a electric vehicle charging company at Wavasto, um, out by you guys actually, um, out in California. So been out there times, uh, right around the Rose Bowl area, up in that, that neck of the woods. So been out there a few times, but uh, that got me interested uh, with the electrical vehicle market, bought a Tesla Model X, that's been going well, um, a really, uh, moved lateral in the SUV world from a Grand Cherokee diesel to the Model X. So I needed something that would displace uh, that type of mileage because I was getting 30 miles per gallon on the Grand Cherokee. So the Model X seemed to fit the bill. I'm a bigger guy, so I kind of fit in it a little bit better as well. The split windshield is a nice advantage, I must say. But uh, moving on into the future here, things like uh, tank turn. And, I mean, how can you pass that up with the Rivian?
0: Well, the tank turn is pretty awesome.
4: Exactly. The tank turn is is just pretty awesome.
0: Tell Lightning your background a little bit, because what's cool is you're actually an enthusiast, and you used to work at FCA, and you are completely and totally interested in the electric truck
1: movement, which I think is a interesting progression. Well, were you a hardcore gas or diesel guy, or where were you on that spectrum, and was it a difficult transition, or did did you just say one? you woke up one day and said, I'm all in on electric? Uh, yeah,
4: definitely. Uh, backstory. I mean, I started in the field at at chrysler about 20 years ago sales incentives marketing uh, market share you know media placement that type of things so i used to run the payments that you'd see on tv so i mean that was my uh, five seconds of fame on tv i mean it was it was fun and it was uh, very encouraging but i was a car guy at heart so i mean i went to school for i went to school for automotive marketing that background but i just always wanted to dabble in it seemed like the product planning side of the market and, or, you know, after several years in the field, I go over to corporate and moved into Jeep brand um, in a sales and mix optimization role there, which really got a lot of background in what packages were moving, why those packages were moving, what the price points were on those. Um, but when I was in the field, I always wanted to come up with the packages of like, you know, if you just, uh, you know, back in the day, it was leather in a sunroof. You just put leather and a sunroof on this package. It's literally that simple. And. Uh, you know, we would work with the dealers on those types of things and go have meetings with corporate. And they even had a package back on Grand Cherokee on the WJs called Hyde. I mean, that was stuff that came directly from the dealers. So I was just a big advocate of listening to the dealers and then trying to put that in the role of the product planning and salespeople at corporate. It wasn't anything that was my idea. I just enjoyed the process and was along for the ride.
1: Did you find at the time that the the, the, uh, the corporate just didn't listen or didn't care about the dealers, or they were just operating oh, in, in a bubble?
4: No, they listen really well. They really have a tight relationship. Um, I mean, you'd be surprised. You know, when you get in the corporate environment like that where the uh, decisions are made for those types of packages and you have, you know, senior management, at corporations like this living in and near and around some of the biggest dealers in the country around Metro Detroit. Uh, you got a lot of, a lot of package and a lot of influence that finds its way out into the market. And I mean heck, when we worked on the next generation Wrangler, we had a, a research project called J41 where uh, we went out as a you know investigative group that didn't know that we worked at Chrysler. We hired an outside firm to do it. We were in people's homes asking them questions. And we, we look at things from a different perspective rather than looking at it as always demographics. How much do you make? You know, what is your ethnicity? What's your media buy We started looking at people in terms of sociographs. You know, are you fun-loving? Are you off-roader? Are you hardcore? Are you, you know, are you more of the uh, aficionado, somebody who's just into the vehicles for the sake of the vi- vehicle? And we found, like, this real unique group of people, like, self-made, and it didn't matter almost entrepreneurial in spirit, but uh, very much not just a do-it-yourselfer, but really kind of a take-charge attitude. You know, those were the types of things that we started looking at. You know, getting away from things like in buzzwords, you hear about lifestyles and things like that. This was really getting into people's dynamics. So we started developing the packages and really had a lot of support from Jim Morrison on that when I was on Jeep. I went from that sales mix role to the Jeep Wrangler brand manager. So, moving into a role like that, it was really about listening to the customer and really listening to the dealer, and that's really where a lot of those special edition packages on Wrangler in particular came from. I mean, sure, there were the corporate goals along with it. I remember exactly almost to the dollar what the what we were making on the two door Wrangler, and Jim said, "You know before you leave Wrangler, you got to get that up roughly sixty six percent. I won't tell you what the numbers were, but oh my God, <laughs> that's a lot. We had to get the net margin on the two-door Wrangler up 66 percent. You know that was our, that was our you know big audacious goal. And at the time, you know we were selling 3.8 liters with the old interior. So you know then then came around a couple of the buzz models and that strategy. And uh, you know some of them came from the top of the house. Some of them came very rarely. These weren't things that we dreamed up. We tried to guide it based on how customers bought. So if we did a hardcore package like uh, Modern Warfare was uh, we did actually we did Black Ops first and then uh, so then we did like the Altitude Edition, um, which you know if you want to know actually was called the Volcano Edition for about a day. <laughs> and, uh, that was a marketing blunder. Um, was that the Islander? <laughs> no, it was partially because of the Islander in the Mojave Edition. Okay, and
0: uh, I just yeah. going to remind our listeners if they remember there was a period of time with wrangler jk with all these buzz models where they had kind of four corners of the globe and they have the arctic edition they had the islander the islander had a cool little tiki logo that went with it and there's a bunch of different buzz model versions of of the wrangler i'm just amazed that you Uh, have he has this job like that's his job okay here's the vehicle go figure out how to sell it to people that don't just want the vanilla plain jane version i
1: love this gig i mean it sounds like heaven to me I mean, getting inside really- people's heads and trying to figure out why they're making, what's their motivation, what is their per- what is their yeah. their purchase decision based on? Yeah, and um, sometimes it's just not price; it's not functionality; it's it's what is it? Sometimes it's leather and a sunroof. How often was yes. what you did tied? Could you see it in a sales increase? Meaning, I know you're going for the sixty-six percent margin, but. Can you hark back to a time when you said, let's go with this, hey, Jim, let's go with this interior, and then actually watch the sales climb over the next, say, 18 months?
4: Yeah, the uh, good measure of the Buzz models was their days on lot was a a measurement for us and how long they lasted on lot before they sold. And typically, the four-doors sold, obviously, on their own, exceptionally faster than the two-doors. I had that one crazy goal for the two-door. But really, the goal was a buzz model strategy overall. And, you know, buzz models just used to be the spring special packages. They'd come out with them once a year. And, yeah, for the Wrangler, they were coordinate-based. So that's how the Volcano came about. I've actually got – they built one in the factory and put the Volcano leather seat in it. And they had to take it out so somebody – a swatch of that seat out. I have it at my house just kind of as a, <laughs> a reminder. And it, you know, the volcano is down in Ecuador, and, and nobody knows that really. But the graphic on the Altitude Edition Wrangler is actually a topographical map of the volcano and its location, its geo coordinates. So, so that's pretty no cool. kidding.
0: There's so many little Easter eggs. And by the way, everybody and their mom now has Easter eggs on their vehicles, but they, oh, yeah. were, that doing, was, they that, were doing it yeah, way back. That was really a Mark Allen and Jeep styling department having fun. And, and, you know, uh, also red toe hooks. Everybody has red toe hooks now that sure, are also Jeep G- as well. So
4: I thought I was going to get fired over the color black. I remember uh, jokingly, um, they had like a urban edition that they, you know, it was just kind of like an idea. Somebody said, oh, you know, like, and then it was all, all chrome. And we're like, that's not cool. You know, like, chrome is not urban. Chrome you know, won't so get then, you like, home. Chrome won't get you home. So <laughs> just, we just, did a word search in the PowerPoint and replaced the word Chrome with black. And that ultimately became the altitude edition. And we changed the Jeep logo on the grill, to black. And it was the first time I met the trademark attorneys at FCA and they're just a riot. I love them. Yeah. They're the greatest. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I guess, aside from the Jeep team, it was the next, it was the only other place I would have considered working at FCA would have been on that legal team. Oh, wow. And And somebody's like, well, no, the Jeep logo is trademarked in chrome. Like, you can't. And I'm like, we're going to production with this in black. And all the other Altitude Editions had chrome logos on them because, you know, everybody thought you couldn't change it. So the Wrangler was like the first Jeep vehicle to have this black Jeep logo. And And by the way...
0: (laughs) <laughs> Mopar made a freaking killing off of selling black Jeep logos oh, on the yeah.
4: dealership before I oh, yeah. started
0: making those uh, covers for them and stuff.
4: So then that just became a uh, that just became a thing on its own. Changing all the colors, mixing it up, kind of talking to the different regions, what works for them. Some of the regions needed lighter packages for you know lighter interiors because of the heat. Couldn't ever really get there, but you see it in the JL with the new tan interior being yeah. a lot lighter. So they definitely listen. You know, they definitely listen to the consumers and what they want. I went through them all. I could rattle them all off, you know, between the Altitude, the Volcano, the OMSC edition, which there's only 50 of those, and you had to be overseas military serving to get it. Then the Freedom Edition, which was kind of our version of it here, with the Mojave, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Moab Edition, 10A. Yep. The uh, the 10A, which uh, 10th anniversary, which became the Rubicon X, which then became the Rubicon Hardrock, which became the running joke and pun of the entire media world because we would just change the names and you guys would say, look, we're (laughs) we're (laughs) reluctantly writing a story about the name change because we know you'll...
0: (laughs) Yeah, you have a different sticker on it now and a different color palette. But never
4: Red Seats again. Somebody did not want Red Seats to ever perform. Which I think is so wrong because I'm finally
0: looking at a JL uh, and it's like, for me, JL is it's a little bit personal to me because I had a chance to go in and consult on it. And so all the things that I didn't like about my JK, I helped kind of get changed on on JL. And so JL is like such a departure from JK and just the little things. There's so many things that are so much better. And I'm looking at Stingray and I'm like, man, I wish I could either have the red seatbelts out of the Trackhawk or the red seats out of the tenth anniversary. Did edition. you say
1: stingray or stained gray? Because my seats are
4: stained gray. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> Very different. Thing, yeah, right? completely different. They come up. Uh, okay. I remember. Uh, I remember your twenty eleven because your twenty eleven has tan seats in it, right? You have a Sahara.
0: That was okay. So that was the uh, one of our projects. So mine's the one I actually got was a twelve that I own, uh, but it was black with cloth seats. But I had those taken out for leather seats at some point. And the idea at the time was oh. I bought a Sahara. Because I was going to rip off everything that made it a Rubicon anyway, and I didn't want to spend money on the Rubicon just to take everything off of it. And now I'm trying to sell it so I can get my new Jeep, and it's like nobody yeah. wants a Sahara, <laughs> even though it's better than a no, Rubicon. You know,
4: no, they don't. They don't understand. You know, they you, they really got to get down to the brass tacks of it. But I mean, at that time, I was working for Becky Blanchard. I mean, if anybody taught She's me, awesome. how to navigate. I mean, she taught me how to navigate the channels of that whole place. You know, really think of brand at, at that corporation as the, the center of the hub. And it's not an egotistical point of view. It's, it's actually a lot of responsibility. And, and you're there to communicate to marketing what the needs are and product planning what the needs are and engineering what the needs are. And you've got to communicate to supply chain which packages and which forecasts? so you're the one holding all these meetings really communicating and the plan
0: can't what's the build complexity how many units are you going to make how hard is it for the people that are trained to do this repetitive thing all day long to put a a different seat in or something like that and people don't realize building cars is hard (laughs) you know oh
4: it's not everybody says uh, i i love i love trolling facebook or any of you know i guess i don't really troll uh blogs or uh or forums anymore but People say, oh, you just need to drop this in it or put this in to put that in And then it's like, you don't even understand. I had a meeting on the Willys wheeler issue, which was arguably the most successful package that they did at Chrysler because it was supposed to be just a couple hundred bucks and it ended yeah. up being $1,100 for absolutely no
0: reason. I heard it was to keep the Willys trademark alive. That's why they called it the Willys package. Yes.
4: So in Canada, they have a 32-inch tire and wheel package. And uh, <laughs> our friend uh, who's running Jeeps snuck that in there because they do their own product planning in Canada and their own pricing and they get whatever they want. Well, you know, I was always a little butthurt about that and jealous. So <laughs> I would, I would constantly pester the engineers. Can I get more Rubicon tires? No, we don't have any room to put Rubicon wheels and tires in the complexity, how it comes into the plant. And then I had this brilliant engineer, Trisha, who came up with this idea or worked with a team of people. I'm sure to come up with the wheels and tires at the Wrangler plant. They went from going on a tray system to the silos. So they, they, Took the number of uh, available uh, available options from something like 11 to like 40 because they could load them vertically then, and they spun around and like you imagine like a silo with four shoots on it and then multiplied times four so. She went vertical in her storage space rather than horizontal and just gave us so much more room. But at that same time, purchasing is like, well, you can't get more Rubicon tires. You know, DFG wants to cancel that tire and and name it a Michelin. And and by the way, they want to charge us $25 more per vehicle. (laughs) I'm like, do you want to hold up selling more Wranglers with this tire? Over $25 in cost. And I'm like, I'm already covering that cost. You know, that was the, that was the difference. They wanted five bucks more. Not nah, that wasn't the difference between a sport and a Rubicon tire. That was just the difference to get more Rubicon tires. And I'm like, how many more can you get? And it was something that served like 10 or 20,000 more BFG could give us. And <laughs> we can get 10 or 20,000 more and everybody in that building fought me and Jim saying, you're going to kill the Rubicon. You're going to give people, a 32 inch tire package on, you know, this vehicle for 600 bucks and, and you're going to kill it. And, and and you, you know, it, it's, you just watch it. Well, we watched that data every single day. I watched how many visits came into the website, how many sales we were forecasting, how many vehicles sold, what, what were the days on lot, what moved, what dollar values. I mean, it was just index data after index data. And we showed them that the Willie's Wheeler was just, freakishly successful you know packaged the limited slip gave you the tires give you the little creature features inside you know you know force a couple options we made it in both options so that you could get it on a two-door without air conditioning you know on the k package the base one or if you wanted to load it up one you could get the w willys wheeler so like we did everything to keep it true and pure to the customers, you know, hearts and minds of it just being a capability package. And then in later years, when the next brand manager took over, they were able to get the locker freed up and talk about complexity restriction getting that, that locker capacity freed up so that they could offer that on Willie's week because that was a strategy where we would add the locker optional on the winter packages like uh winter X, uh, Winter Edition, you know, Polar Edition.
0: <laughs> I don't think people um, I... realize, like, what it takes to add just a, a, a simple extra feature on something. I mean, and even you look at the Wrangler, already the build complexity is enormous. If you look at all the models, all the different things, yep. all the different
1: packages. I mean, it's it's yep. pretty crazy. I would venture well, to you, guess... When you go home, though, when you go to something like uh, Honda, where you can get a Civic one-way, yeah. that's it. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Well, that's the difference
0: between the Japanese and the American manufacturers. Japanese manufacturer yep. basically says... At this trim level, these are your options, and these are your colors. At this trim level, yep. you add a sunroof and a power right mirror. At this trim level, you add a couple extra colors and a or wheel. Well, the American manufacturers really let you kind of custom tailor what you want, and so there's a it's a philosophical difference, especially when it comes down to build complexity and basically telling your customers, hey, it's as simple as possible. This is the package. This is what you get. This is the color. Whereas... I think one of the reasons the Wrangler is one of the most modified vehicles is because you can personalize exactly what you want out of the gate before you even hit the aftermarket.
4: You know, it's definitely treated more like a truck. Um, Some of the big gains we made were, I mean, uh, were the fact that we had standalone options, and then we could take the price. We took the price up on the uh, remote start from over four or five years. I think we took it up from $45 to $525. The 373 gears went up from, like, 95 bucks to 1100 bucks. We started over several years market adjusting the prices of those to the aftermarket because, it, and it didn't affect the change, take rate much. And, and overall, we made you know more money, which and the customers got better products because of it. So we were able to fund additional bumpers, and we were able to keep half doors. Willy's Wheeler was another reason. Another reason for that was to uh, keep half doors because uh, half door had slipped below one percent take rate. So all of the marketing material, that's where that coordination. Uh, Work all the marketing material and images of Willie's wheeler were always shown with a half door rather than the full door It was a no-charge option to switch to half doors. So we tried to keep that image out there. But um, Yeah, yeah back to your earlier comment on Willie's wheeler Yeah, it was it was a um, trademark issue because the the package was ready to be launched as 32 inch tire and wheel package or 32 inch wheeler is actually what it would have been called it would have had no graphic it would have just been a tire package strictly so then it goes back to the design office to say, well, if it's Willie's Wheeler, we had some really cool logos with, like, dist- distressed helmets on it, distressed, uh, the little iconic uh, Jeep logo that came on the wheel in 2013. You know, that across the hood, different things, and then ultimately settling on using the Willie's type font. I mean, it was really cool to be a part of all of that. Um, be a part of lawsuits on some
1: of those. uh, Hey, I have a question. So, Ryan, before we move on to the Wabasta story, Jeeps, do you have any kind of an idea what the, any data on how many Jeeps are customized, meaning we Holman and I always joke about it, and I think a lot of people in the aftermarket say that Jeep is the most customized vehicle on the
0: well, planet. Well, SEMA said that. SEMA had has a, a list of the most customized vehicles. But yeah, I don't think that,
1: do they have data saying like X percent of all yeah, Jeeps. Are- has, we bought it at
4: Webasto. Um I give uh, Webasto a lot of credit because how I met them was actually they wanted to launch a power top on the Wrangler JK, and they wanted to launch it in the aftermarket. They had Wabasso has something on. Un- it's ungodly, like 85, 90 percent of the convertible market share uh, across the world. You know, 3 Series BMW with the crazy roof, all the Bugattis, Lamborghinis, the new you know new Corvette, the Mustang, you name it. Everything except a Mercedes. But we built all the Mercedes show cars, like uh, some of the Maybach with the uh, million dollar roofs. You know, just crazy stuff because uh, we do convertibles in boat in boat markets as well. So in moving roofs, so that's kind of our thing and they they literally had done everything and they said i mean we do very well for ourselves you know we're a 44% uh, you know cash equity held company doing you know billions of dollars a year in sales worldwide you know still privately owned for that matter too oh they don't take God. a dime of the money wow. they don't take a dime of the money for ownership you know so all the money is reinvested it's a great place to work and they gave the convertible division they said you show us what's left on the market that we haven't touched. And they said the Jeep Wrangler, you know, they're selling 200,000 of them a year and there's no power roof option. There was an aftermarket one. I won't knock it. I don't, you know, I, I could give some reasons why it's maybe not as validated. And there's a reason not as, why OE. Those, Not as they're, they're not OE, you know, exposed gears, things like that. Um, but two of the masterminds behind the Wrangler um, still work for us and hold, a ridiculous amount of patents on, on Z folding tops, So the exterior of your convertible is uh, actually the boot. You know, that was that came out of an overnight meeting with, I believe, Ford. And so they said, yeah, you guys have done it all. You know, do the Wrangler. And they went to SEMA, bought the data, attended SEMA for two years before coming to FCA to present it to them. On the plane ride home they ran into time Tom, ha- Tom Habercamp who's since retired from Mopar, but Great uh, guy. Was my peer.
0: Tom was awesome. Yep.
4: Total classic Jeeper, but totally has an open mind as well. And Tom grabs me on the way to lunch one day and says, You gotta see the you know, I, I ran into these guys on the airplane on the way home. They know everything about Wrangler, right? He's like you know, he's like it's like they're reading from your book on, you know, who the customer is and they attended Jeep Jamborees for two years before to see how people use these vehicles off-road Easter Jeep Safari for several years. And they, they invested millions. They bring this power top Wrangler in and it was a little bit different than what ended up coming to market. Um, we still have the concept here in Plymouth on a JK, but had a meeting at lunch. I pop in and I go, that's amazing. I go, you know, You guys want to do this in the aftermarket? Yeah, we just figured you guys could sell a couple thousand of them a year, maybe. You know, you know, price point might be X amount of dollars, and you know, we'd be willing to sell it to you for uh, you know X minus Y. You know, it was a good, it was a good business plan for both of us. You know, we both would have made a lot of money, but I said, Tom and I just looked at each other and we're like, this is too good. You know, the the number one complaint for not drivability or purchase related was always the inconvenience or how hard it was to put the Wrangler roof down. So we really listened to customers. And, you know, when I saw that power top and I'm like, this this isn't a classic convertible roof being added to the Wrangler. This is something revolutionary. You know, like, you know, I was pretty close to Mike Manley. I mean, he was in the office every day, him every day, you know, very approachable guy.
0: Now running and the entire it, company.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you walk up to Mike and I, I told Jim, I said, I saw this thing. You know, I explained it to him, and, and Jim was kind of blown away, Show him the presentation real quick, and says, we got to get a meeting with, you know, with Sergio. So I said to the guys at Levato, and I'm like, well, how long would it take you to get a working model? We could have it by the weekend. And I'm like, you, you know, like, this is going to be some crude. No, no, we'll have it working on a vehicle for you this weekend if you'd like. And lo and behold, you know, I know what they spent now. It would blow your mind. Uh, we chartered a plane, bought a Wrangler in Europe. Ah, uh, chartered a plane and flew the Wrangler and the roof over, and uh, it was right before Easter Jeep Safari the next year. So all the reliable trucks were busy uh, loading up the Jeep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That—that's uh, by the way, uh, that's an, an industry insider joke. Uh, Whenever you see an orange reliable carrier truck on the highway, you know there's something inside that's interesting. Sure, that's what delivers all of our cars to the vehicle to the office. That's what delivers the vehicles to different places around the country. They're like the go-to for all the show cars and everything. Reliable, reliable carriers.
4: Oh, I mean for a reason. And you know, it was just interesting that you know they never cancel. It might have been it might have been a different company, but uh, just using them as you know genericized reliable carrier canceled on us. Our guy goes out and buys a you know twenty four foot trailer, rents a dually ram because he knows he can't go to FCA with, you know, a Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> rents a dually ram, buys a fifteen thousand dollar car hauler. I mean, no expenses spared. They get the vehicle there, FCA never knew. Get the vehicle in, show Manly. He says, Great, the boss will be in tomorrow, show the boss. And you know, at that time we were that was twenty twelve or thirteen and we were targeting the new Wrangler for twenty sixteen. Uh, model year it's 2015 calendar year launch so that tells you you know it wasn't as good as the jl is now so in a lot of sense i'm glad the vehicle got pushed out and they kept selling more all of those years so business-wise it was yeah the right there's no position. reason
0: to to swap over because they were building i think two or three shifts it's like we're building every one we oh, can yeah. make so we're not going to do the plant shut or uh, changeover. so they pushed it back a couple years Yep,
4: just kept pushing it back, and people, you know, they really get frustrated when it's pushed back, and better things would come because of it. That's how the data of SEMA led to that entire thing. This—it's it, not just trivial data. I mean, I, I could forward you guys the the PowerPoint.
1: I, I you know, I'm just curious because, like I said, we we talk about it all the time that the Jeep is the most modified vehicle on the planet, and to actually see it in print, that would be interesting. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that data before. It, it exists. SEMA. I, well, no, is it, but a, but but can you give me an idea, though? So, Ryan, is it 10% of all Jeeps are? No, it's like 90%. No. It's some
4: ridiculous... Oh, that's, like, what, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it's, for the guy. For, actually,
0: it's probably realistic, like 75% or something. But it's, It depends on
4: what you consider a level of modification. So, I mean, we have the same data, and Sean, you saw the same stuff when we presented at media events for Rams. Yeah. yeah the average truck buyer spends $5,000 over the lifetime of their vehicle on accessories. It's $1,500 in the first six months alone. So you want to capture that information up front, try to get it in the sale. That's why accessories at the time of sale usually come with a better warranty. Hey, lo and behold, guess what? Side steps are a thousand bucks. A spray-in bed liner is 500 bucks. A throw-in bed liner is 200. Uh, all the other little terms and widgets and gadgets, you know, add up to 1500 or $2,000. That's not by mistake. That's by design because those are the things that people add first. And those are the things that meet that dollar value for the pickup truck market. I worked at Ram right after I'm, you know, doing a similar capacity head of sales operations it was all that same data that you would see on Wrangler. And, and working on Wrangler was very akin to working on trucks because of the modified market. Um, you know, you got the whole cab chassis market. I mean, 100 percent of cab chassis are modified, right? No one just buys the bare chassis and drives it around. I mean, I would. Yeah, you, yeah. Lightning totally <laughs> would. Mostly because he can't. Uh, have to put something on it. You got to yeah. put at least like a fifth wheel, and I think like no, wheel no, no, cover no, no, it. no, 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 no.
0: Uh, he would buy the motorhome chassis that just has a steering <laughs> wheel on
1: it. Mostly because oh, he can't afford true. a full truck. No, 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 no. I'm sh- I'm going straight over <laughs> to the jacuzzi store, and I'm bolting a jacuzzi on the back. That's what you can spend your money on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well,
4: I've got an industry uh, connection there for you that used to bring a hot tub from Webasto with a heater on it down to the uh, Detroit Lions games. So (laughs) uh, that had something to do with where I work now at Webasto, which again, you know, the truck show, the truck market, you know what I mean? Not everybody knows who we are. The name is really just an acronym W-E-B-A-S-T-O. It's really just an acronym for Wilhelm Bayer and Stockdorf. That was a very German thing to do to, name the company as an acronym after yourself and the location wait 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 wait, sense, say, you know?
1: say, wait, 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 Ryan say that again slower'
4: Wilhelm buyer in Stockdorf that's uh that's what our company is really our name is just an acronym
0: yeah that we were we when we were coming up uh lightning and I had napkins and we were trying to figure out what the name of the show would be and one of the things we uh, were gonna name it was the Ah, uh, the J. Ty Seho <laughs> show, and uh, that, that it didn't really roll off the tongue no, no, the same way not. the truck show did. No, yeah,
1: no, no. So, how did you end up at Wabasto and in what role are you serving? And then we need to dovetail into—you are all about electric now. You're a turncoat.
4: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, had to, I had to jump a shift because I could I could run through the list of cars they have, and it doesn't speak very electric, but. um, I mean, how I ended up at Wabasto, I, I kept in touch with them very much. I went to Easter Jeep Safari with them a couple of years in a row. I was at Ram. I still went to Easter Jeep Safari with those guys. I took vacation days, went to Easter Jeep Safari while working at Ram Truck. Could have easily probably figured out a way to make that connection. But, And really, I mean, without getting into the details, um, the, the Ram job just started. You know, uh, you know my friend here at Wabasto actually told me said, you know, you have to understand what the, you can work on at work and, and get done it. What can you do at home, you know, and take that work home with you. And when you put your son to sleep, then work on those items. He's like, cause you're staying at work too late. I'm, I'm calling you and you're still at work at nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And it's like, well, you know, the boss needs this data for a 7am meeting. It comes out at 4am and it takes two hours to run it. We would spend the night and just run the data all night. And I had a gym membership there and take a shower. I had a change of clothes of, You've seen all the guys from Ram. They're always dressed head to toe in Under Armour or something from Ram Rodeo or whatever. So, you know, I had a slew of uh, clothing always available to me. That's how I really ended up at Wabasta. The work-life balance just wasn't working for me. At the time, Webasto was really looking to launch into the Jeep aftermarket accessories. We launched a brand It's since gone because of our reorganization. They don't want us in any accessories, um, strictly eaters air conditioning, batteries, and charging, and that's fine. I fully support that, but uh, we did really well with it, so it was hard to give up, and it was one of the reasons they brought me and another team member over to Wabasto was to launch a series of aftermarket roofs, um, things like that. So, uh, you know, i head of sales and product marketing and management at Wabasto now. I was eight miles from home to Chrysler. Now I'm, uh, you know, 42 or 48 miles, depending which way I go to work. So my commute got much longer. So, of course, I buy a Grand Cherokee diesel, having, you know, plenty of Chrysler company cars, you know, in EcoDiesel on Ram. And my last car there was a Megacab. You know, I I had a lot of I, I lived through all the paydays of all the cool cars at Chrysler. I was 24 years old. In 25, and I had
0: four or five of those SRT-10 Ram trucks with the Viper.
4: Oh, <laughs> my God. That's one of, uh... I'll give the 24-year-old, you know, a 500-horsepower V10, <laughs> but, hey, I drove it all. They wanted to take it away from me, and I'm like, nope, yup, I'll drive it all winter long. You know, luckily, we had a winter like we're having now where there's no snow and ice, and... I know. I've been you know, back
0: there <laughs> twice already, and each time I've gone, it was like a drizzle. No snow on the ground, and, hey. uh... That's it.
1: You're you're at Wilbosto. You're now, a, you have been a hardcore gas diesel guy. And what makes you transition and kind of dabble in the, the electric thing?
4: I want to say I almost hated on it for a little while, but, you know, the I just read so much about it while I was there because uh, we make something called a high-voltage heater. And it's in, uh, it's in the new uh, Wrangler, it's in the Chrysler Pacifica. I guess it's kind of unique in the fact that it's, it, not a wire heater. Uh, even my Tesla uses basically a, a toaster heater in the dash of this vehicle. It's just a wire heating up with air passing over it. And we use, ours uses this high tech layered technology. So I'm, I'm reading about all our high tech stuff and I'm like, okay, well, when are these like four and 800 and 1200 volt vehicles coming? And it's like, oh, we got more coming. Don't worry about that. A year or two goes by and we, we bought a company, AeroVironment uh, out of California, bought their charging division which has uh, really four distinct divisions. We have some testing equipment that I would call equivalent to like a dynamometer for batteries. Um, It connects to the power grid, you test batteries, you discharge them, you sell the power back to the grid. It's pretty cool. Um, But we do EV charging solutions for cars as well um, like our turbo cord, you know, 240 volts, 16 amp, all you know, J 1772 stuff, our turbo DX, I have in my garage, I charge at 32 amps at my house, 240 volts. I'm reading about all this stuff. And I'm like, this is just like, this is too cool. You know, like these 800 and 1200 volts cars are coming, and it's going to really revolutionize the range and reduce some of the range anxiety. My brother gets a job, and he's begging me to buy my Grand Cherokee diesel. I'm like, all right, fine, fine, fine. I'll sell you my Grand Cherokee diesel. So I sell him my diesel, 120,000 miles on it. You know, Awesome vehicle. I tow my my Wrangler around with it. And I buy a Model X, because I know I can borrow the Grand Cherokee anytime I need to tow or use the wife's Trackhawk, which... <laughs>
1: is the wife has a Trackhawk! <laughs> I Again, we, now! We've said it before... That is the world's
0: best supercar value, period. Dude, I can,
4: I can tow over 7,000 pounds with it, and I still get 13 miles per gallon towing. I get 13 towing and like 13 to empty. So I'm like, I can't figure out how the miles per gallon work on that thing, but uh, I mean, it is arguably the, the best the best value. So it was 100%. like.
1: 20%. No argument here. Now, it's, all those long hours that you put in, 11 o'clock at night, sleep on a cot on your floor while you, you know, uh, produce all those numbers for your boss, you had some good perks. You got some great deals on some amazing cars. So, there is a silver oh, yeah. lining to the story.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm the, uh, you know, I, I sat on the same floor as the incentive team, so sometimes you'd see some of the back-end money, you know, um, you know, like a deal cash promotion or something, or, you know, like a, a growth program, and I could give you some silly numbers, like at least a Hemi Laramie Ram for 165 a month. Uh, oh, you can afford easy. that! <laughs>
2: you
4: know? So, <laughs> There were some crazy deals. Um, I, I could show you some long-handed math. I mean, there were times there was more rebates out there and these programs than the value of the lease. And as an employee, you know, I mean, there were, there's stories of it, of $50 a month lease payments on Dakotas and Chrysler Pacificas back in the day coming out of bankruptcy or actually going, going into it. That's when I was in the field. And I mean, just like silly leases. And, you know, I mean, Oh so, yeah, I mean I got some good deals on cars. I always had a company car, uh, you know, working there. I think I had like a one-year gap. That's when I bought one of my the cars. I still have this to this day. You and, know, uh, there's employee price, and then there's uh, <laughs> the friend price, <laughs> the real, the real
0: good price, <laughs> the, not uh, the one you're getting. Oh yeah, the one I got. I was uh, specking out my uh, my future purchase and uh, looked at the MSRP. Yeah. Uh-huh. Looked at the uh, yeah. yeah the next level, the next, and then the. Uh-huh. The CDI price, yeah, oh, that's a
1: good one. Now, are you joking or are
3: you? Oh, gonna... oh really? So
0: that's
1: like five to six percent. below Because I was ready to go. <laughs> Nobody. It... Oh, no, I'm doing good. I'll be fine. <laughs> okay, well,
3: I'll
0: be okay. fine. <laughs>
1: uh,
4: I think that general interest in always in what I'm working on really is what grew my interest in the EV market. It was only it, it's only my work's fault that I bought an EV because I probably would have never done it had we never bought a company and had I not started researching batteries i mean I'm, I'm obsessed with all of these new battery technologies coming out talking about getting away from lithium ion or at least uh modifying it i mean lithium ion batteries the battery packs that are out there now are going to be around for the next you know it seems like 20 30 40 50 years you can't say that about the comparable internal combustion engine on an offsetting vehicles you know the whole i love i love arguing with people um i'm trying you know it's my uh, 2020 if there's a resolution it's uh, better to be nice than to be right (laughs) so wait now wait (laughs) a a minute
1: that's not how lightning rolls wait a second hold on now i want to hear about uh so ryan the the two questions i have for you why rivian but then before you answer that i want to find out about your brawls on facebook because you're having them and i want to know about oh and they're pretty epic too i'll
4: go into the research i mean i'll be the first to agree i've read the death statistic there's like this global death statistic that's associated with everything like you can find out how like if you make, if you decided to start making more pencils than the world wanted, like how much more lead that, you know, it's this crazy number. And it's, it's a small, small, small fraction of a number. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the data's wrong. I don't know how they calculated this correctly, but it's how they calculated this correctly. Some of the people are right. The lithium ion mining is, is not a great thing in other parts of the world. Meanwhile, we're benefiting from, um, you know, less particulate matter, less, uh, you know, less soot in the air here, less CO2, less, uh, you know, NOx, which is the biggest thing that the U.S. has always fought is NOx. And only in the last couple of years since Dieselgate has the rest of the world opened their eyes to what NOx even is and, and how carcinogenic it is, if that's even, the even said that word right. But, uh, you know, no, that's true. I mean,
1: once it's in your lungs, there's no getting it out. It's there forever.
4: Yeah, especially particulate matter. I mean, that's um, that's one of our selling points on our heaters. I guess most people know Wabasto probably in your truck crowd, either our air heaters or our cooling heaters on their Class 7 and 8 trucks. I, I see you guys talking to guys like Gale and some of the industry experts out there, and I listened to the Gale Affield 2.0 Monday oh, nice. on my way to work. <laughs> Thank you. He's saying the same things about uh, DPF failures and... You know, in reducing particulate matter and wet-packing the DPS. I mean, I put one of these heaters on my Grand Cherokee diesel, and first of all, it was awesome because our son was very young, and my wife would go in and do returns or, or go shopping or something like that, and me and the kid would just sit in the car with the engine off but the heater running.
0: Now, and, did she leave you a bowl of water?
4: <laughs> you know, yeah, and the, the window cracked? We were, yeah, we were, window we were, cracked. We were fully hydrated, <laughs> of course. You know, a heater like that was, was such an advantage, but really environmentally, it's a big message that we push out there, especially in the school bus market. Uh, a lot of people in the school bus industry know us, big yellow scholastic heater, that's a Wabasto. You know, if, if you had heat on your school bus as a kid, chances are a Wabasto heater was providing it for you because we have an ungodly, you know, 95% market share on the school bus market. But what we really learned actually out of Texas and people say, "Well, what are you putting heaters on vehicles in Texas?" for it's it's like, "Well, you gotta you gotta disassociate cold start with cold environment because a cold start is anything below really ambient temperature outside. Um, we use the term for any vehicle start below 140F. You know, we we look at if you preheat an engine with a diesel, you know, particulate filter on it as well. If you preheat that, you can reduce knocks by percent on startup you said by you how by, by how much 40 percent less nox output at uh, startup
1: oh my god
4: you're reducing the particulate matter by 66 percent and people say oh well you're 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 using a a completely you're using a cold block at 40 f you know for that uh, comparison okay it's 75 degrees out guess what the nox reduction is still the same the particulate matter changes by half, it's only, you know, roughly 33% less particulate matter, but sorry, you know, I mean, I at least still reduce the knock. So these are things where, you know, big vehicles that are sitting at a loading dock uh, overnight, uh, sleeping at a rest stop or something like that, where running a heater is not only economical for their pocketbook, it's really good for, you know, it's better for the environment than idling an 18 liter engine. I mean, just in simple terms, you're comparing roughly, you know, one gallon of use um, over 10 hours versus an 18 liter engine burning a gallon. Okay, all right,
0: I get that, I get that, I get that, but let's be honest. The white noise of an idling eighteen-liter engine way easier to sleep to, because <laughs> you know the lot lizards—they they can be annoying at night—and if you can't hear them over the uh, now, over the fact
1: that you know the term lot lizard
0: <laughs> is disturbing to me, Holman. I've uh, taken many trips across the. I've great never heard yet. of that
1: term before. Yeah. What is sure, it? What sure, are sure they do they do in it. the parking lot? Uh, you're the one who showed me the first one. <laughs> uh, did I? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> uh, so okay, flash forward to your fascination with Rivian.
4: Why? I had a lot of attraction to some of the underdogs that were out there. Um, Their price points a little out of touch for me, but uh, I'm still rooting for them. Uh, You know, I want to see these companies succeed. I think this is just we're at the infancy of the battery industry in comparison to standard oil just a little over 100 years ago. They used to burn the gasoline. Uh, you know, off of the crude oil and sell the home heating oil until they figured out they could use gasoline for automobiles, right? You know, they didn't want diesel engines 100 years ago. They would have been competing with the home heating oil business, but they had this byproduct gasoline that they used to just burn and field burn, you know, in flame towers or whatever. And, you know. God, the good old days,
1: man. I tell (laughs) you.
4: You're not old to remember those days. (laughs) I feel like that's where the battery industry is at, and I feel like Rivian is taking the biggest steps forward in that, yeah, I mean, the tank-turning is cool. You know, everybody kind of knew about it. Nobody saw it until the Christmas break video. But um, first and foremost, I, I like to invest in people. I know some of the people over there. I'm impressed I think, with them. I think
0: everybody from every every major automotive manufacturer has donated some serious talent to Rivian. Every time I open LinkedIn, it's like another person I know. Now at Rivian. Yeah. And you're talking about, like, like heads of design for, uh, you know, the big three or heads of engineering or, like, like major, not just, like, the guy who was like the intern in the design studio or, or the intern in, in you know, the, the engineering office
1: or something. No, like actual people who have run vehicle programs
0: up oh, at Rivian now, right. and you're just
1: like, wow. Hey, Ryan, how are the, how's the battery technology different at Rivian than Tesla with your Model X or Bollinger or, or anything else? Cybertruck, sure.
4: So for me, it's waiting for the 800 and 1200 volt vehicles because from what I understand, I could be a little bit wrong on that super technical, but I know enough to be dangerous is that it'll have a lower amp draw, which should mean a longer battery life for the same 100 kilowatt battery pack. The other thing is how they're drawing the power on the battery using four motors. They're not just using the four motors for the tank turn; they're using it for packaging to keep that skateboard platform idea. I really, I I was, uh, I thought that was a really novel idea. Um, We built a Mustang for SEMA. If you saw the electric Mustang at SEMA in Ford's booth. They gave us twenty five percent of their booth space. To see how we built that motor in place and in line with the large motor, which was it was just more akin to how Tesla builds their motor. Um, you know, large and it's still going through a planetary gear set of sorts on the Tesla, where the Rivian is using more from what it looks like, I mean lack of better description, more of a direct drive, you know, right off of the motors because they have four of them. So I'm really impressed with uh, how well the Tesla has handled in the snow and especially in the icy conditions we get here. And I think the Rivian would only be that much better. Um, Quite frankly, lifestyle wise, the Rivian just fits me better, whether it's the truck or the SUV that I get. I just think that, I mean, you know, it, it looks like something I can throw 35 inch tires on, which is pretty normal for me. I mean, my grand Cherokee was a daily commuter and I had a lift kit and, you know, airbag suspension, the, OEM one wasn't good enough, so, of course, I can't leave anything well. <laughs> yep, he's our kind of guy. Yes, he is. I, I modified the pinch theme on the Grand Cherokee. I mean, who does that at the unibody car? Well, because you could fit a tire that was 10 millimeters bigger if I crashed <laughs> this, little, this little thing in the wheel well. Me and my brother just did it again uh, over Christmas break because the winter tires that I gave them were even bigger than the standard tires. But uh, it's like, hey, we gotta move that uh, pinch seam in a little bit more, and we just went at it with the uh, die grinder and a uh, little black. You know
0: what I always paint. say, Ryan? Don't fear the sawzall.
4: You no, know, remember when the Wrangler? When uh, you know, I, I give Ray Durham and all the guys on the vehicle line engineering team a lot of credit for eliminating that, that yep. pinch weld on, on the, the JL. The rear of the yep. Back to what you guys were saying. Do you really listen to the customers? Heck yeah. I mean, yep. that has got to be one of the greatest examples. Now, they didn't cut the rock rail because everybody's like, why did not you cut the rock rail? And it's like, well, because it looked ugly. Yeah. If you didn't if you didn't lift the Wrangler, having a shorter rock rail by 25 millimeters looked ugly. But if you wanted it, you could just,
0: just cut it yourself still. Because it's an extrusion that has a cap. So if you cut it the right way, you can make it any yeah. length you want.
4: I mean, Jim always talked about, I mean, the little sunglass tray and the rain glare, that was all stuff listening to customers, aftermarket. Uh, uh, how
0: about the fact you know? that the uh, on JL, the rear seat, when it folds down, has a gap cover on the leather seats so your dog doesn't uh, break their leg when they're walking in the back. That was a uh, Shaw <clears throat> Holman special right there.
4: <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. Hopefully you didn't have a dog with a broken leg. I saw your poop comment today.
0: <laughs> if anybody who follows my me on poop my... Poop on my uh... their,
4: their incontinence, you know, I mean, I not know you attacking my dog like that, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, long you,
1: uh, how long are you waiting for this, this Rivian? And you, it sounds like you don't know which one you're getting yet. Yeah, <laughs> I really
4: haven't decided because... Um, I, one thing that really intrigued me about Rivian is some of the things that they've decided to patent. I, I can't even, one, believe that they're patentable, and two, God bless them, because first to file, you know, I mean, we just, we've won plenty of lawsuits based on first to file alone, and their bed technology, I don't know if you've read about it, they, they have this idea of rather than sharing a vehicle, you'll share the bed. So maybe I buy my Rivian pickup with a flatbed because I'm a dirt biker, right? and I'm going to throw that on there, or I've got my own tent I want to put on the back of it. So I want a flat surface, or I'm delivering packages. And this idea is that the bed's removable, and I might be going fishing, and I might be taking my dog bird hunting, so I want a bed with a cap on it. And the guy down the street or 10 miles away might have that. I fire up the app rather than borrowing a pickup, which is this this car share concept that you could have a Grand Cherokee lease and um theoretically i you know i got a paper on that if you guys ever want to read it it was called the uh, venture capital thing we did at chrysler and it was a lease sharing idea anyways you'd lease a grand cherokee you need to borrow a ram you could borrow one for the day out of this pool of vehicles right so rather than borrowing somebody's pickup you're just going to swap beds you want a regular pickup you swap beds with somebody i don't know if they had like an extended range battery or something like that but you could see something like that you know like oh i'm going cross country i need like 200 kilowatts more of battery power because to get up uh, Eisenhower pass is going to take 50% of my power. I can charge at the top, but I'm towing. So not only is it going to take 50% to get to the top, but I'm also towing. So cut that in half again, my 500 miles of range is now 125. I'll never make it. Lo and behold, draw the extended range battery bed. I thought that idea was so revolutionary that, you know, it's what my toss up between SUV and the truck is there's more flexibility with the truck. I've kind of made this statement, like I don't really need a truck, so I'm trying to stay in the SUV. Nah, every, everybody needs a
0: truck. The problem is that when you have a pickup <laughs>
4: oh, have a have a <laughs> and, you, and you go
0: back to an SUV, you go, "Damn, I miss having a truck." Yes, you do. I mean, it's just one of those things that yeah,
1: having the bed and stuff. I, I wanna, I wanna hit wait, up. Wait, wait, before you, yeah, before yeah. you ask that question, see, he thinks that concept is really novel, trading beds. If you asked me to borrow my bed, I'd be like, kick rocks, go away. Your bed uh, is gonna no. is gonna lend itself to borrowing really well because it's so rusty,
0: you yeah, can just pull it right <laughs> off the frame. <laughs>
1: you could. You could lift it up with the bolt still in it. They yeah, just, well, yeah t- probably it would tear right through. <laughs> but no, I mean who's I, I I realize that the Jeeper community is maybe um uh, friendlier, but the average guy is not gonna go, yeah, Tom, take my bed. I don't that's not that's me. not real.
4: That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying let's see how it plays out because vehicle sharing is becoming much more of a thing. I mean, the interesting thing is all of these other divisions of General Motors and Ford that they're starting these electric divisions under are not talking about distributing these vehicles through the regular dealer channels, which is a whole other subject. If I was a dealer, be mutiny. You're using the dollars that that you're profiting from me on the vehicles I buy to invest in this electric vehicle company that you're not going to sell the cars back to me? Okay, but we'll pretend that, you know, We'll pretend that's not happening for a minute. You know they're gonna share these vehicles more. Tesla has already said any vehicle with Autopilot 2.0 could be full taxi capable as its own vehicle without a driver. I, if if that's not vehicle sharing, I don't I don't know what is. You or I could just order a Tesla up to our house, you know, and it'd probably end up costing you two grand a month, like the BMW or the Mercedes uh, unlimited vehicle. Swap a lease uh, program, but you know, for some people, they'll pay that. You know, your big job, big hot shot downtown. Those people uh, should
1: be ended. So. That the, <laughs> yeah. the, the concept, the concept of not owning a vehicle, and I, even when you lease, I realize you don't technically own it, of course, and you don't even no, own your yeah. Payments, but, but it's definitely but your that, boogers in, the, but, in there. But that is that concept of that's not your coffee owning you spilled. Your, damn it! Your dandruff on the seat. That just that just. I, no, I realize, no, no, it sucks. I know what you're saying. I, it's uh, That I, is I so freaking it. millennial San Francisco BS, uh, you know, but I realize it's coming. No, listen, I can hate it and realize that it's coming. I realize that hate my, it and know it's unstoppable. My, my 17-year-old wouldn't mind that. My 17-year-old would be like, well, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to end to, him too. Uh, oh, Joe we gotta end my camp. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to take
0: him out to the back pasture. But room, it, but mean.
1: that sucks. That is that's like you can't roll coal anymore and, and I can't own a car. I'm gonna kill someone. Like it's I don't just, think I don't
0: think it's, you, it's you like should cats say and dogs you kill somebody.
1: Living together I
0: don't know if that's worth murder. It's Armageddon. I mean unless I'm taking it's off early.
4: <laughs> that's why we gotta keep all our old vehicles going and every one of your listeners has gotta sign that new petition and, and contact their congress people so yes. that so that EPA does not take away our right to own these older vehicles, you know. Oh, I mean,
0: so scared a, about that! Don't
4: even get me started. Every vehicle I own is—I mean, I have a—I have a Wrangler J8. I mean, it's a factory diesel vehicle. Like, I'm so screwed if if oh, that goes. to just through. wait. You you think
0: you th- you know people are like you know mad about gun buybacks? Wait until they make you uh, oh, have car oh, buybacks. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's cool.
1: Uh, sir, I'm here to take your fine line you your, your nine, yeah. You're, yeah, you're Cummins, and you're like, out of my. No, you're.
0: I was
4: like, hell, you are. I was like, hell, you are? I was thinking about a fair question on that, right? You know, they're, they're saying if you remove the emission devices, you're in violation. What if I remove them and swap in a Tesla power pack and powertrain? Right,
0: and it's totally electric. I, Technically, you're still in I, violation. I,
4: uh, you're still in violation, even though you made it better.
1: Yeah. Arguably
0: made it better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a, that's one of those things where the laws haven't caught up to technology or reality yet. So that'll be interesting.
1: All right, I have one 100. more. I have one All more right. question for oh, you. Oh no, no, no! You, can you hear him? We got him fired up. I know I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. All right, go, Ryan.
4: I mean, okay. You want to get into the EPA thing? We'll go down that path. I mean, I think uh, these. I'm looking at these battery packs, 16 grand for a Tesla swap reminds me of a complete LS swap. It's about the same price as what you'd pay for the right package. It's going that way. You're gonna look at 25, $30,000 conversion kits here shortly. That's why we built the Mustang the way we did because um, the market that we're really going into is modifying current chassis for electrification. So we're starting with a lot of buses, things like that, but we'll work into the medium duty Uh, truck market. A hundred years ago, the most uh, profitable segment of a lot of auto manufacturers business was the electric truck market that they had these little niche manufacturers for these small trucks that would run around town that were all electric. This is at the turn of the, you know, turn of, I mean, I always screw that up, turn of the 20th century when, you know, the car industry came around. So you're seeing that revolution come back. We're trying to ride that wave. The Mustang was just a little sexier way to portray that you could put an electric Powertrain in what was formerly an internal combustion engine, uh, keep it cool and have a manual transmission rather than four buttons on the dash that are you know normal race.
0: But does it still? Does it still aim for curbs and people and cars and coffee (laughs) because it's a (laughs) Mustang? Yes. Oh, all right, so getting on the topic of electri- electrification, electric vehicles, so I, I just want to hit on one one last thing. You had read one of my comments where I had a, a PF, a plug-in hybrid, and uh, I was trying to charge with a level one at my house because I don't have a level two charger. Which is what? what just one just pl- plug it into the wall. Okay. And I couldn't even get 30 miles of range after overnight charging, and I was just saying like- if you don't have a level two at home, you know it's just it's not worth it. You know, and I had a Leaf, and the Leaf was great, but on both vehicles, I had to go to the local uh, EV charging station, and my wife took me over there, dropped me off, charged the car, and then brought me back home. What a drag! Oh, just it's just it ruins that experience, and so I kind of wrote about that, and and Ryan reached out, and Wabosto uh, is getting me a level two charger for the house. And and that way, when I review electric vehicles coming up, I'll have a plug-in option at the house. So I was just wondering if maybe you could talk about some of your in-home charging options that you guys have now, like the one that, that you guys sent me. What would that cost?
4: About 1500 uh, bucks or so hmm. in installation, I guess? Yeah, after installation. I mean, the installation is really variable because you got to determine how far you're going to run a 220 line. So you're paying per foot there, um, plus a box installation. I mean, a good workaround is to, um, you know, you would only get 16 amps versus 32, but you can put a, I think it's a a NEMA A620 plug or something like that. It's the one that looks like your wall socket, but one of the sockets is sideways. That plug there, you can install that a lot cheaper. And we found a little loophole when my buddy bought his Tesla. He called around, hey, I bought an EV. I need to get a charger put in 1500 bucks. He called six places, all of them, 1500 bucks. I go, he's like, what did you pay? I go, I mean, that was my cousin, but he rips me off all the time. So, (laughs) (laughs) i said uh, but he only charged me 550 dollars to install it and i said i I ran a pretty good distance mine was like 40 feet from my power source to where it is in my garage i go so i I said that's pretty far distance i go you know plus i had to drill through the foundation to get into my garage because you know my power's in the basement here in michigan he's like wow i go uh but I'm going up to my cabin. I'm just going to use my extra cord, you know, from Wabasco and plug into my, my welder plug. And he's like, oh, good idea. So he called an electrician, got a quote for a welding plug. Yeah, $550. So uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my advice to your listeners is, you know, shop around and then also shop around, you know, for comparable. It's the same exact wire being run over there. Um, you're, you're just defining the amps. From what I understand on your panel, anyways, I'm sure someone will correct me on that if that's not true. But uh, that'll,
0: that'll be listener enough. Ray. Listener Ray, we will we will uh, wait for your. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. email. It's
1: gonna be interesting that uh, um, the Department of Labor and Statistics <laughs> follows along and they go, "Hey, the number of welders is going up as the number of Teslas
4: <laughs> increases." Yeah, exactly. What's up with that? Uh,
0: At home welding businesses.
4: At <laughs> <laughs> home welding installations are through the roof. So that was a good that was a good trick that he found to get his installed, but. I, I tell you what, I mean, I, my Tesla has free supercharging. I have a charger, you know, to and from work, midway point. Uh, there's one a mile from my kid's school. I, I've totally got charging anywhere I needed to go for free, you know, but I still wanted to put one in at home. I'm paying as much as I drive. I pay about 30 bucks a month in electrical. I think we pay like $0.14 cents here. We don't get a break like you do in California, but I'm not paying as much as you do yeah. for on power either so that's the reason we don't really get a break here blah 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 go down that path 30 bucks a month instead of 450 bucks a month in diesel fuel i'm 410 ahead on uh you know every month that I drive this vehicle I'm 410 bucks ahead hey, in my pocket I'm all about
0: the commuter vehicle as long as you can still have your fun vehicle don't don't take away my gas powered wrangler and or my diesel powered truck or whatever but I can understand if somebody wanted to have a plug in that was just their commuter car because it's appropriate
4: I get that um, yeah Totally. I mean, between me and my wife, we're still fifty-five miles per gallon average. I mean, do you know? Well, she has she's the Hellcat,
0: so, so there's that.
4: <laughs> she's been I'm one and 104, 55, When you split the difference, but uh, on your
0: anniversary day, do you remind her that uh, you're actually her carbon offset? <laughs>
4: <laughs> she loves that. She's just uh, she's just so enthralled by that. Today was her birthday, so uh, oh, I got three minutes left on her. Two minutes left now on her birthday. So
1: oh, all right. But, all right. Uh, so we better wrap this up before you get smacked around. No,
4: okay. I'm. No, I'm good. She's, uh, she's, they go to bed at 9.30. So. Uh, okay. Sounds like she's my house.
0: There. By the way, uh, what's yeah, it she's... like with your wife uh, driving a Trackhawk? Because my wife wants one, and I'm like, no. No way. No, no. way. Uh, the first, uh Our first date, she uh, took me out, and she had an Audi A5 uh, Coupe 2.0T. And I remember uh, after our date, she says, do you want to hang out for a little while longer and go over here and we'll go walk around for a bit? And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. It's like getting her car. And she's driving like ninety-five miles an hour, cutting people off, mm. going around curves. And we get to where we're going. She goes, "I'm a good driver, huh?" I looks like you go, "You're nope. a f- fast driver."
4: <laughs> 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 she's slow. She's right. She she stepped on the gas a few times, and people were you know probably blown away because she's she's very unassuming looking, <laughs> um, you know, very very glamorous, uh, you know, type looking. So to be driving that is is kind of. People around here know what it is. You get around the rest of the country, they don't really know what the vehicle is it's very unassuming. But you know, she went through all these inexpensive vehicles. I'll call them. She had Laramie Dakotas for fifty bucks a month. That Laramie Ram for one hundred and sixty-five a month. You know, she had a, a Ram Sport. That uh, all right, so you she know. earned it. She earned, she had uh, she, she a nice vehicle. She, she even did the she even did the rain there. I I got the purple one. She always I. I painted a Wrangler purple for Mike Manley one time. He had to see it in person. Couldn't go buy a color chip or a drawing from studio. Had to paint it $16,000, you know, paint a Wrangler so they could see it. Took it to Moab, took it, guerrilla marketing it for a whole year with Jeep. I mean, it was, people loved it, you know, the the purple Wrangler. So she liked it. I bought her wine, you know, did the back country with the AED kit and, you know, a little lift kit, their Pintler wheels, you know, of course had to do them and, Hellcat uh, burnished bronze, you know, can't, uh, can't leave anything alone. 35 inch tires. And she liked that about a year into it. She's like, all right, I'm getting sick of these doors, you know, closing when I'm trying to get Jake in the back seat. It's cold. You know, it doesn't have a heated steering wheel, it had heated seats, but didn't have the heated steering wheel that our last truck had. Uh, the backup camera wasn't as good as what was on the Ram, you know, cause I did an aftermarket backup camera, that whole shebang. And it was just like, I'm like, well, you always say you want a Grand Cherokee, but you won't lease one because it's like 380 a month. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, um, so let's just buy one. I said, you know, we own the Jeep outright. I'll I'll sell it and did okay on that. And uh, I said we'll just put all the money down from the Jeep and buy a Grand Cherokee. She's like, okay. I said we'll just pick out the color. And I I showed her I really wanted. I
0: didn't know uh, Hellcat was a color. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: We didn't get there yet. She said, <laughs> I said, she's on a Grand Cherokee, right? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. And I'm sure she's thinking Laredo or Limited or something. And I I'm, I'm, I show her a Rhino on like an SRT or something. She's like, no, I do not like that color. And then she didn't really know, but I showed her like a red SRT interior, and she's like, no way, absolutely not. That's like way too loud.
0: Looks rad. And I'm
4: like, okay. I'm like, can we at least get the red seatbelt? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I, just want a gray one. <laughs> I just want a gray one with black interior. And I'm like, that's what's most important to you. Cause I used to sell cars in college. So I'm totally closing my life on that.
2: And
4: she's <laughs> like, yeah, I just want a gray one with black interior. And I'm like, okay. And I uh, emailed some people. My friends were launching, you know, their sell back at FCA. I get the first one in the country. I didn't order first, but I managed to get the first one in the country. I was like, who is this guy? has been like, you know, 2000 after nine and he's getting it before me and getting delivered to some weird dealer in the middle of Michigan. Oh, They're not even I know there. how that feels. You know, my my mother-in-law just bought it. It's not fill-in-the-blank dealer, you know, who, who, who are they? I, I'm nobody. I don't I don't push my way. I don't I don't want anybody to do anything for me because they think, you know, it's a connection or because I, I want that. I, I want to be unassuming everybody pushed it for me because just we were. Well, so, so, so you know how it works, it right? Up. That that's, yeah. that's, you know,
0: I had uh, our buddy Ray push through my mother-in-law's new jail for her yeah. and, uh, yeah. and he did show car prep on it. And she just, oh, yeah. yeah, so she just picked it up last well, week. What do, what do you mean show car prep? So show car prep is an extra step they take when they are going to like auto shows and stuff like that. Are you talking about getting rid of orange peels, stuff uh, like that? So what do you mean? Be- better paint job. They clear coat under the hood and, and some other places. There's a quality check where they can go over the whole for vehicle. That? No. Oh. No, it's just something that, so I, I called Ray and I said, uh, I, uh, Hey, my mother-in-law just ordered. Here's the VON. Uh, could you, you know, the six to eight weeks, could you just see what you can do? So next week he goes, oh, it's, it's scheduled. I got you the uh, show car prep. I'm like, Ray, don't waste that on my mother-in-law's <laughs> lease car. I'm getting one. I make sure you take care of me. because no, 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 we'll take care of you too. Anyway, so it took longer and, and, and whatnot, but she got it and she loves it. And be, I think I told the story, but uh, in case you haven't heard one of our previous episodes, my wife is savage. And so um, I, a buddy of mine bought a Wrangler JL after talking about it for 10 years. Gets the color that I oh, want. Yeah. And then another friend of mine gets their JL to replace their JK. And then my mother-in-law, who drives a Mercedes, says, I want a fun car. She's in her 70s. I want a fun car. I want a two-door Red Wrangler. And so she gets one. My wife turns to me and goes, "How's it feel everybody has one but you?
4: <laughs> oh, damn. It well, oh, sounds man. like a lot of, you know, a lot of pretentiousness over those Mercedes owners. I, I, I hear a lot of them are very... <laughs> There's a bad connection see, here. I, I know you guys got the California pompousness. Oh, easy. Bad, bad bad, bad connection
1: here, uh, Ryan. I think uh, we might have to hang up on you early. There's a, uh, your wife is calling. She's yeah. got one minute left on her birthday.
4: Oh, oh, oh is that is that... Her, oh, no, her birthday's over. Uh, <laughs> I bought a freaking supercharged one. Bet out of hell, mother effer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I went and picked it up with my son. I pulled it in the garage, and she's like, that's very loud, and my, <laughs> my Magnum, my Magnum is supercharged. So she's like, "That sounds like your black car," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, it's got the Hellcat engine in it." And she's like, "Is it an SRT?" And you know the whole story by the Trackhawk is not an SRT. Yeah, but I'm uh, like, I'm like, no, it's, this is just a Jeep Trackhawk. It's <laughs> not an SRT. I'm like, it's got the Hellcat motor. No, she doesn't really. She knows, but she doesn't really care. You know, she's just like, okay, like, well, whatever. I don't know what that really means, but uh, sure, whatever. It's got the tall cat motor in it. And I think the first couple times she stepped on it, she, you know, she came out of a 3.6 liter, five-speed Wrangler and into this rocket ship. And it's like, okay, I I know what you did now. How much was that? And then, and then I kind of had to have the conversation. With her. Oh,
1: and, of course, the one you
4: own. Yes,
1: so that's the one
0: that goes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why she's driving it and I'm driving, you know, driving all the beaters.
0: Oh well, you know, I I, I think there's lots of listeners who would like to have your garage, right? I would say
1: those beaters are pretty nice.
0: Uh one of the listeners is uh Jay Tillis, uh, my friend Lightning here. I'd, he like one to have those. A garage. I'd
4: like uh any one of those. Hey eight. I had a sixty-four, Jay. I had a sixty-four big back wind uh C ten and uh we had a front wheel drive conversion going in it with a Caddy five oh one. <laughs> which, uh, came out of, okay, that's uh, just
1: weird. Uh,
0: now you're just getting weird on what? us.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, Caddy five hundred one front wheel drive sixty four C ten. That's that was a that was an interesting thing. And a neighbor up north was uh, working on, and uh, he passed away. I got rid of it. I, there was nothing I could complete. Nothing. Nobody else understood or had the passion <laughs> to do something that. Well, I it mean, is that weird. I mean we're you know, gonna have to. At the to, time, it was like it's the weird cab of Chevy's, all that. But uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's. I don't think it's my favorite uh, Chevy truck, but I, I. There's something magical about this one. L- listen, I pal. Think, you, Beggar can't it, be no, 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 no. I, What's
4: that? That that rear suspension is easier to bag than a leaf spring. That suspension. Yeah. rear suspension is so pretty sick. It's yeah, I'm probably a, gonna blow it my out. '69 has the same suspension. I don't have a '71, 70 '72 uh, suspension on my seat. Oh, then. you I'm also the older you also have the broken coil spring on yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, um, the witness marks where the bolts on my bed hit the cab of my truck. Oh yeah. Is, uh, is, Pretty good testament to how much torque is in it, but the the, uh, uh, the witness yeah.
0: marks on uh, Jay's are uh, so severe. He thought it was part <laughs> of the cab stamping.
4: <laughs> you know, it, it, it's kind of like a dog who like pees and leaves its mark every time you stop that thing uh, anywhere. <laughs> just you know, a dust amount of rust falls off of it and kind of you speed know, bumps. Leaves, you know the mark. Yep. Jay was here. Oh, speed bumps too. Good point. Yep. <laughs> but no, that's the best. That's the best design. That. Uh, the cab on that, oh man, that built-in spoiler, and being an eight-foot bed, I assume you got the big back window on it. Yeah, so. I got the
1: big back window, the eight-foot bed, the whole thing. But all, all gonna, the extra wires on I, the dash that touch your knee when you drive I, it—I have no clue what any of them do
0: because they don't. You do have anything. the uh, the the turn signals that turn on when you brake. That's yep, a nice yeah. feature. I got those. Those are yeah. nice. Tanner
4: Ronnie, he'll tell you what to do to it, right? Oh I yeah. Mean, I follow, I follow him on Instagram and all the there's there's some sweet dually conversions or. Eight foot step side bed. This friend here did an eight foot step side bed.
2: See, that could be cool. This uh,
4: His C20. It did. It looked pretty cool. He, he kept it. Uh, he did the fo- he Well, he did the patina thing before the faux patina thing was a thing. And it was. Uh, he's actually the one who bought my '64. And uh, he had a '66 eight footer, and he put the step side on it. Mismatched blues, different hood, different grill. You know, just uh, kept that look together. Um, but did an LS swap on it. Um i but See I know, think everybody does the L
1: S swap and so I want to do something very different. Not well, not radical. Yeah. well, yeah. To me it's gonna be, be about You're the engine. Uh, put a Harley Big Twin
4: Eco in there? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna put a <laughs> 2. Hayabusa 2. engine 2. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do a cyclone swap. Do a four three twin turbo. I mean you 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 know a guy who Worked on that project back in the 80s. Yeah, but that guy doesn't Um, like
0: him
1: that much. No, no, I have no connection to him. (laughs) No, I I have some ideas what I want to do to it. I I just... um, Do an EV swap on it. uh, Now, so that you're not the first person to to say that. So one of our friends at SEMA said, hey, listen, if you're really thinking about it, if you're bringing it to SEMA next year or this year in 2020, he goes, you should really call EV West. And they're out here on the west side of L.A., And he says you should do an EV swap, and then I told I tell Holman and some other people who are like, I, I just won't talk to you anymore. Yeah, like, you're gonna have to find a new partner. <laughs> yeah, and so I said, you know what? I mean, it, it's coming. I think it would be a novelty, but I also I also think that it wouldn't. It's not. It's not fair to our audience. It's not uh, – <laughs> yeah, and
0: let's be honest. If it's EV converted, you'll hear all the squeaks and rattles and all the things. You know, you won't have that visceral yeah, VA covering I, it up. I, I
1: think as, as just motors – You a set of
4: snow tires does to one of these EVs. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I got a lot of ideas. We may have to uh, – I may have to consult with you since you've been down this road. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
4: I, I did the – the c 10 got the full package, you know, air ride, uh, wheel, brakes, you know, Z06 swap under the hood. Um, A friend of mine built it and I traded him a Hemi Wrangler for it and the truck is just...
0: Wow, your trades are way better than ours.
4: Yeah, my God. You're going to love it no matter what you put in it. I tell you what, when I had my 64, I always wanted a 69, so it's just kind of fate that I ended up with it. That's why I couldn't say no to the trade. When you get in something like that, it's just... I mean, it's different than bombing down the road in a Wrangler with the doors off. Although that's different than just any other vehicle, yeah, anything else it, it's not just a time capsule thing i mean it is just so much fun getting in an old truck like that and you know i i kind of miss that i don't have much space in my bed you know throw a few things well, in a, the bed just, just do me a, a favor
0: make sure you go drive that thing every once in a while just uh offset <laughs> your uh your your uh, tesla douchebaggery uh
4: his waiting for this wrangler this Wrangler's only got like 33 miles of range. I need a good, solid, like, I need 60. Just so standby. Just, day,
0: just God, hold your horses. Cool. You know things are happening. Standby.
4: And I, and I worked there. Look at I, I saw the JL punt three years. You know. what I mean? Yeah, that's mean? <laughs> like I, I know it. Good I point. I know what can happen. So I can only imagine what's coming. But I need I need 60 miles to get to work and I All can right. charge at work.
0: How about this? In three years after it's punted and comes out, we'll give you a call again and you can tell us all about it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe I'll have, uh, if, I, if I find out about it, and like none of my friends will tell me anything. I mean, if, if, I mean, the minute you leave there, it's, it's tight-lipped. Yeah, you know, that's it. You know, you're I'm out.
0: You're, you're on the outs.
4: I, uh, you're out, oh, man.
0: I've said all I can say. I can't talk to you anymore, uh, Ryan.
4: <laughs> No, I know he's uh, he's under, I, am, you know, I just, I want a Jeep. I mean, all the things I saw coming, the people I saw hired to work on new programs that still are not out, you know, and it's just like, I mean, I bought a used one because I couldn't bring, well, I'm probably too cheap too, but <laughs> I, I couldn't bring myself to buy a new electric vehicle. So I thought, okay, I'll buy i I'll buy a used one. It won't show up on their uh, vehicles to be that watch like these pump in pump out reports and garage change you know conquest and defection when i was there i'm like no one will ever see that uh, my grand cherokee was replaced by <laughs> tesla but um at the same time it's like i did it because you know the risk of buying a used one and the depreciation was lower and i thought if i really hate this i'm not going to be out as much money i just i i freakishly love it so much i was such a diesel nut before always the stroker motors always looking for the torque oh, i don't even know if those two go hand in hand actually but whatever i you know move the diesel engines and things like that working at ram with a blast all through the EcoDiesel craze and Cummins up to you know 900 foot pounds of torque when i was there now it's a thousand i mean if you love torque driving an electric vehicle a true battery electric not a hybrid is just it's I would say it's like nothing else, but it is. It's exactly like driving a thousand. All right, pounds. you electricity apologist. Know, That's quite <laughs>
1: enough out of you, but wait sir. A does, <laughs> does your ex have ludicrous mode?
0: Uh, his uh, ex no, girlfriend or his car? <laughs> yeah, his ex definitely <laughs> has ludicrous. Because I think right? everybody's ex has a uh, ludicrous mode. <laughs> Yours does. Yeah, I <laughs> for damn sure. I, I, no comment. I've
4: got one of them. Every, everybody who knows me knows who it is, those too. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: All right, on that note, my friend, thanks for uh, spending some t- uh, time with us today.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling me. Anytime you guys want to chat or, you know, lightning, you want to talk c um, I'm totally open to something I, different I, than the I
1: I have law. started a file on my home computer, no joke. I've started a tab on my, my browser. I've been saving all the URLs, all the inspirations. Kind of like, I don't like- You know um, there's a uh, website called Pinstri- I uh, Pinterest for that, right? Okay. I hate Pinterest. Yeah, just, I, I don't like Pinterest. Uh, nope, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That is my yeah, there's silent- There's
4: a place you can organize all that.
1: <laughs> my silent protest against Pinterest, because my wife is on it all day, every day for but cooking. That, and, and, that, that has nothing to do with it. You and, can and do a cardboard like I got. furniture. No, I just, no, I just, I'm putting everything in a file all on right. my that's, computer. That's quite, that's
0: quite enough out of you, too. all right well we'll catch up with you soon and uh i don't know go go drive something with gasoline in it or diesel in it for us
4: cleanse your power i might swap tomorrow all right i'll talk to you guys later later later, bye
1: (laughs) man if it weren't for uh, him living in michigan i would totally swap for his life uh, wife or life? Life. Oh, just well, I don't know his wife. <laughs> I was just I asking. Mean, it sounds like she's hot, but I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, she does drive a Trackhawk. hawk. Oh yeah, that's
0: instant ups your hotness by like two or three.
1: It's funny 20. that you and I have that in common. That t- your wife hauled ass, and then my wife had a. I couldn't get an edge an, <laughs> a word an <in> edgewise <laughs> yeah, well, there. What was your story about your wife? So she drove. I think it was a Celica GT. Oh okay, and that was so, a turbocharged Celica at the time, I believe. Right? I don't even know. Kay. I don't know. I just Kay. know that. I've never seen a car like that go that fast, and she would just It's almost yeah, with we, her will. We she yeah, willed just it to somehow go fast. she could just the rev limiter was at one hundred and two, but she willed it to one fourteen. She, she <laughs> think it faster, right? It was just I remember like going. I don't want to say go through our <laughs> L.A. freeways here, but like there are some overpasses. She was making these clover leaves on oh. and stuff, and I'm in my little Toyota V6 truck. And I could not keep up with her. I was winding the gears out, way past redline, trying to keep up. She's just gone, and she's weaving through traffic and the whole thing. And I'm like, I need to, I need to marry this girl. <laughs> if I can only catch her. Yeah. Is that what you thought? Is that? Yeah. I swear to God. Well. All right. Well, I mean. I could only catch her. And I I did. Uh,
0: How did you catch her? Uh, uh, Did you put like uh, spikes across the road? I knew where she was going. I mean, ultimately, I knew where she was headed. (laughs) So I just pulled up like 10 minutes later. Okay. All right. And then she said, Why are you following me, you creepy stalker? She had no idea who I was. (laughs) Does she know to this day that you followed her around for a while? Uh, I didn't follow her around. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) I really didn't. (laughs) Now we're making up stories. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just. Uh, uh, I'm checking your privilege. There, I my met friend. my wife at a snowboard convention in at a it. in a pyramid. <laughs> not the pyram- not <laughs> not pyramid. Not the Long of, Beach pyramid. No, the Long Beach pyramid. Yeah, not the one in Giza. You know, what <laughs> I mean? is that where you met her? Yeah, at the, at at the a, arena. At a, yeah, at the arena. That's it was weird. a snowboard convention at Cal State Long Beach, where there is a basketball uh, arena
0: shaped like a giant black pyramid. Yes, it looks like Luxor, but like maybe half scale. It's it's not even half scale.
1: It's pretty damn big. It's big, big yeah. yeah. But, but Luxor is massive. So yeah, and then I met her again at a club that I was DJing at. And then you met her again at her parents' and house. I, you no, met her no, again. No, no, no. But, but that I, I like. I was after her for for weeks and weeks and weeks, maybe uh-huh. months, and she would not give me her number. You know what's funny is she kept telling her friends she's like,
0: I just don't have anybody that I'm interested in. And then you would pop up, and then you'd be like, especially that one. <laughs> you'd follow no, me around. No, like, she was sick uh, puppy.
1: It's a it's a story for another
0: day. Really.
1: No, I mean she was dating somebody else. Oh, that's why. And I would just I was just being friendly and So and when then, you offed it, him? Did you that's when your opening was or You know, it was, she was she actually wasn't dating him. She was it was very casual. And uh-huh. she let me know it was casual. But and I was trying to get her number and I would get the microphone and walk down on on to the dance floor and go I would, I'd be half drunk or, or completely drunk, and I'd say like, "I'm not going anywhere tonight until I get your phone number." And well, then she would grab the mic and go, "Then apparently you're not going anywhere because you ain't getting this number." That's a lot of flirting oh, yeah. game there. Oh my god! If I would straight in up, it, you're in it to win it. I was totally in it to win it. <laughs> and she, I finally gave up after months. Interesting. I straight gave up, and she was there one time with the dude, and oh. he was he was a pretty hunky looking guy. Was he hunky? Yeah, he was. I don't know if he was military or something, but he was he was built. And, uh, I wonder if Schaefer wonders where he's at these days. <laughs> I, I, I would if I were her. I would. And I and I and I had long since given up. I was bummed, but whatever. Uh-huh. I just walked back and I, I walked through, and I had like yeah. unlimited drinks because I oh, yeah. like ran the place. Yeah, absolutely. So Is that Kokomo's? Uh, no, it was Live Bait. Oh, Live Bait! Live oh, bait. yes,
0: Time Machine. God, what an awful oh, name, horrible. looking back at that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but It
1: was exactly how it sounds. Yeah, right? it was. So I walk past her, I'm like, hey, uh, Lovebirds, uh, and I gave them some like, free drink coupons or something, <laughs> and that pissed her off. <laughs> that that like, They had just gone through some kind of a weird breakup or something, oh. and she walked up like 10 minutes later to the, to the DJ booth, and I take off my headphones, and she's like, here, it's something you've been looking for for a while. And I thought that- like, And then you like, I was totally crumpled it, it up back. and threw it away. I did. No, it's worse. <laughs> she I she gives me so it's a it's a it's a you know the little the, yeah. the drink uh, coaster. coaster yeah. and it's got her number on it. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, what the heck? And I go, because she was just with a guy, I'm yeah. like trying to figure this out, whatever. I get I go home and I'm like, wow, okay, great. I finally got her number. Can't find the coaster anywhere. <laughs> Can't find it <laughs> for nice. a week. And I think I finally found it in my in my truck somewhere. Yeah. And by the time I called her, she thought that I was playing hard to get oh. and not calling her on purpose. Did it work in your favor? I was in a panic for a freaking week because I <laughs> wanted to get this girl's number for weeks and weeks and weeks, oh. or months, and- uh I don't know why I just shared that story <laughs> no, with It's everybody. awesome, though. Sorry.
0: Hey, uh, if you want to share your uh, awesome wife <laughs> story at uh, Truck Show Podcast or uh, oh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I just or wasted all of your time. the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. If, yeah. you're, uh, if your wife drives worse than ours or faster <laughs> than ours or you had to chase yours down, let us know. Yeah. Uh, right. Are we doing know. some What's New in Trucks? Yo, oh, man. Oh. There is so much that's new in trucks. What's new in trucks?
2: We need to know.
1: What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We
2: need to know.
1: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's
3: happening in the world of trucks?
1: Oh! Well, that was weird. That was weird. That was weird. There there was was like was... A, it was like a vacuum. Yeah, I don't know. no audio. Audio
0: like, got sucked out of the room. Yeah. I'm not huh.
1: really sure what happened there. It was cool. Was
0: it cool? Yeah, I mean, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I even. I felt like we were in an anechoic chamber for a second. Uh, in fact, I thought about you in anechoic chamber about three days ago. Uh, there was a story because on... you had killed me and put my body. No, where nobody there would a, hear my uh, screams. A story on a military plane that uh, they were testing and came across uh, about it being in the anechoic chamber, and I went, "Oh, lightning!" Hmm. It's just one of those weird things that across your day, you're like, you think about somebody, and you know, and it's just what. Well, well, it's uh, better than clear that hearing, out of my head? Better
1: than you hearing like a Holland uh, Oats song going,
0: "Oh lightning!"
1: Yeah, no, definitely not that <laughs> ever.
0: Uh, so, gosh, I don't even know where to start. How about the uh, uh, four wheeler SUV and pickup trucks of the year?
1: Uh, yeah, bring it on, uh,
0: Jeep Wrangler EcoDiesel. Oh, and the Jeep Gladiator. Jeep actually
1: uh, uh, swapped this year. I did. We did. We did. We feel like that was going to happen. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, think we had I, a pretty good were... idea that it was possible.
0: Uh, GMC Sierra 1500, I believe, came in second place in the pickup trucks. And uh, the uh, Ram EcoDiesel uh, Rebel 1500 uh, came in third place. And uh, we had the second place in the SUVs was the Sahara Wrangler with the 3.6 liter uh, e-torque. Okay. Which was actually really impressive. Um, went I everywhere love, the room. I love that, uh, that Rebel. I would I, That should have come in second. Yeah, but I like the Rebel with the V8. Uh, the diesel kind of kills it a little bit for me. Uh, a lot huh. of turbo lag comparatively, and the D- and the GM diesel is so good that it's sort of the eco diesel. When you bo- when you drive the eco diesel on its own, you're like, great, nice truck, awesome, love it. But when you compare it, when you compare, when it-, you compare it back and- back to back, the GM diesels are so awesome. Okay. But what I will say is the eco diesel and the Wrangler almost no turbo lag, way different driving experience, hmm. way fun to drive. My um, only comment on it? Uh, it, definitely the the Rubicon Wrangler with the eco diesel deserved to win. Only has an eighteen and a half gallon fuel tank versus the twenty one gallon in the uh, in the gas, so you're losing a little bit. Makes a makes a difference. So that sucks a little bit. Uh, Takes a little theoretical mileage out. Anybody
1: have a uh, does Titan or any of uh, those companies make uh, an aftermarket tank for it
0: yet? I I mean, literally just came out. I don't even know if you can order one yet. Oh, like I mean, just came out. So I'm sure somebody will at some point, but. Um, so anyway, uh, the theoretical range of you know apples to apples with the gases truncated a little bit, but the diesel fuel economy is so far superior that um, you know in our mixed testing it got I want to say twenty one and a half miles per gallon, and that included rock crawling and you know highway miles and off road and sand driving and all that. And uh, everybody in the test was impressed. The only thing I'll say, it's a pretty expensive option. I think it's 4,000 four thousand or forty five hundred bucks. So. You can't really make a business case off of it, Um, so you have to really... I think the the, the diesel Wrangler might be one of the best Wranglers ever made, but you also have to want a diesel for it to make sense. I think somebody who doesn't care, diesel or whatever... What's your gut tell you on sales? I mean... mean, Like, take take rate? Uh, Yeah. 10%, 15%? Oh, really? I don't know. Maybe more. I'm not sure. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see, but... um, Exceptional vehicle, uh, NVH, the suspension, the the handling. Obviously, the diesel has more weight over the front axle, but it doesn't seem to bother. You know, it it didn't feel like um, significantly different driving dynamics or anything like that. Totally smooth on the didn't highway. Didn't feel bulkier or anything, no, right? No, it felt great. So I don't know. It's uh, it's I think, uh, I think we had eleven total vehicles between the pickups and the SUVs, and uh, we did you know almost a thousand miles, and we did a bunch of snow and. We did sand, we did highway, we did dirt, water crossings, all sorts of stuff. And, uh, and the we how, how, how
1: big was the team?
0: Uh, 13 of us. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we had a pretty, pretty big test. So anyway, go to uh, fourwheeler.com and you can check out all of that stuff. I was reading a story uh, the other day that came across Wisconsin State Farmer and then also the Star Tribune uh, that might be worth uh, checking out for especially the people in, uh, in middle America in the agricultural parts of the country how old tractors that are 100 years old now are being refurbished and being used on the farm. And anything pre-emissions, even the 80s tractors, are making a huge comeback because people don't want computers and diesel emissions equipment. And so the secondary market for tractors that are over 30, 40 years old
1: is starting to go way up. And I thought that was a a pretty interesting uh, take on it. But I wonder, but they're also not that efficient. So while they don't have emissions equipment and you can make them do whatever you want... You can't really make them more efficient because they are they are what they are, right? Yeah, but I I
0: think that they're still more affordable than
1: a you know than a modern tractor. Well, yeah, you know, certainly. I uh, well, I say certainly. I don't know that for sure, but I I, I don't know. You don't get air conditioning and what all the new tractors have. Uh, I bet you could in some of the, I bet some of the late eighties tractors probably had AC in them. That's weird because I saw late eighties tractors. too They were playing the whiskey. Ah, uh, I don't think
0: they were playing the whiskey. They, no, they, no whiskey. they were. They were opening up at. Um,
1: I saw them at the whiskey at the Wiltern. They no, they were opening up. No, they they're were small they're way potatoes. Small for the Wiltern. Small potatoes. Small t- no small potatoes. No, 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 no. Small potatoes <laughs> closed the other night at the uh, the Pantages. So anyway, uh, moving right <laughs> along. So tractors they're theatrical. I
0: just thought the tractors of the story was interesting. Like people are buying. It. Ladies and gentlemen, we're small potatoes. <laughs> uh, the tractors are sort of like uh, mirroring the diesel truck. Uh, Aftermarket, and people are fixing them up, so that's that's cool. Good for you, Tractor fans. Guess you don't (laughs) care. Uh, Did you guys see that the uh, Oh, I messed up. Sorry. Hold on. Mm. Did you hear? Sorry,
1: I was drinking some Dr. Pepper.
0: Did you hear? Uh, No, I did not Are you drinking my Dr. Pepper? (laughs) No, that's lame. Why would I do that? Because you pulled it out of the fridge that it was my Dr. Pepper that I bought? Maybe I am. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The 21 GMC Canyon 84 came out in Denali. So if you, uh, fans, why are you staring at me like that? <laughs> if you're a fan of the GMC Canyon, the 21s have a nice upgrade. There's mm-hmm. some uh, material upgrades. looks cool. Uh, the AT4 package is not a uh, ZR2. It's more of a replacement for the old all-terrain, but you get uh, dirt track tires and uh, skid plates and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, it's a lot better looking now. It looks more like the bigger trucks. Uh, still sort of has that cheesy dash- dashboard that looks like it came out of an economy car. Uh, but the seats have some different stitching, and uh, some, some wood and some aluminum accents probably help a little bit. Uh, the GMC Canyon 84 has 31-inch Goodyear Wrangler Duratrax, 17-inch aluminum wheels, off-road tuned suspension, carryover from the all-terrain package, hill descent control, four-wheel drive with a Eaton G80
1: rear automatic locking diff, and a transfer case skid plate. I mean, if, okay, so let me ask you this. Yep. Who's the buyer? Because if you want that truck, you're going to buy the Colorado, the ZR2, Right.
0: Not necessarily. It might be the guy who wants a nicer looking truck, likes the style of the GMC, likes the slightly better interior, um, and they would have been- <laughs> By the way, you said
1: likes the slightly better well, interior. Well, it's the
0: same thing except for some colors and some right, stitching I and stuff like that, whatever. But if you're going to look at the Z71 Chevy, you might think the AT4 GMC is a better looking truck. I
1: do. Mm, let me see. Uh, the front end is a miniature version of yeah, the, the full-size truck. truck. Yeah, yeah I, think okay, it's, interesting. I think it's good looking. They are blurring the lines between the uh, the midsize and the full size, uh, styling wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think
0: that's fine. I'm not, I'm, not power wise. Uh, I'm totally fine with that. What All else right. you got? Uh, how I've, th- I've
1: moved on. <laughs> uh, CES. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Sony car. Yeah. What do you think about that? I thought it was. Uh, it's a bit one off concept car, but I don't know. Uh, will Sony do anything? Uh, it was. Uh, no, I'm not in. I'm not a go. You're you're uh, a you're a no-go on the. I'm, a, uh, I'm not a hard pass. I'm a I'm a I'm a medium I it was, soft. Pass. I thought it was
0: coolish looking. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about the four by Es. The four by Es. Yes. Uh, tell me more about whatever that is. <laughs> Those are the uh, plug-in Jeeps. Oh. Available in the Renegade, the Compass, and the Wrangler. Okay. And so I'll be able to talk more about the plug-in Wrangler later. I th- will say this because I can't say a lot. I will say that I think people will be surprised at the capability, and I think that people will be surprised at what Jeep does to make it a little more interesting than a gas-powered Wrangler.
1: All I can hear is...
0: All right, moving right along. Damn it. Did you you hear? Uh, No,
1: I didn't. What Uh, what is it about?
0: Ford uh, announced today that the uh, Super Duty is now going to be available. Even more powerful? Uh, that'd be hard to do. I know, right? 1,000 um, and how many pound feet? A lot. 50. Yeah. Uh, the Tremor package, you can now get an integrated front winch, a worn 12,000-pound winch, and have that installed. It's And it's been crash-tested by Ford, and it works with a diesel or gas in terms of airflow and thermal efficiency for the engine and all that. Doesn't you don't block want to block
1: the uh, intercooler. Nope. And
0: so, uh, worn 12,000-pound winch, integrated behind the rear bumper, and uh, the Tremor already comes with 35-inch tires, mm-hmm. a rear locker, mm-hmm. and now an integrated mm-hmm. winch is an option. Okay. So we're getting awfully close to what a Power Wagon is. A Power Wagon was the, one of the very first, well, first of the modern trucks to have an integrated front winch. It only has 33-inch tires, but it does have monotube shocks where the Tremor has um, big body twin tubes. And the Power Wagon has a front locker and front sway bar disconnect, which you can't get on the Tremor. But with this winch announcement, I think Ford is slowly They're starting to inch toward mm. you know the Power Wagon, and the fact that you can get a Tremor in a diesel, you can't get a Power Wagon. Is in the a
1: Power diesel. Wagon so popular that Ford should be uh, that Ford should have it in their sights? Um, I think that if you're Ford, you have everything in your
0: sights because ah, you reign supreme, right? I think uh, for Ram, Power you just Wagon crushed the competition yeah, like the cockroaches that they are. <laughs> no, I think with with Ram. Power Wagon is such an image vehicle, of being you know burly and and awesome and all the things that you know people relate to it as a, an awesome truck. I think Ford's like, well, hey, wait a minute, we can do that. Hold our beer, and so uh, you can get that capability on the Tremor for uh, about a three thousand dollar price tag. Uh,
1: a winch for three k. Well, the cradle and all okay. of this, yeah. That's still pricey. But you get it with a factory warranty and Yeah, all that stuff. the warranty and the fact that you can throw it into your payments. Wireless I remote. Guess, yeah. wired remote is optional. You're paying too much for a winch. But now, how, what But are
0: you're, not, you're not just paying for the winch. Well, what did
1: that do to the bumper, though? Nothing. It looks completely stock. What? What? Let me see that. See? Let me see that. Let me stretch the microphone over here. Uh, g- give me a yeah, close-up. Right that one right there. Yep. Oh, you're not joking. It's completely flush. Whoa. Yeah. How they pull that off? The awesomeness. I guess they, they had, uh, yeah. I mean, just one a more sprinkle thing of where, awesome sauce. Where
0: Ford is uh, Ford's doing some cool stuff right now, uh, and kind of like checking off the boxes around the periphery, saying, "Oh, competitors still doing this, and we're not." Okay, check that box. Right. Got that. So, hmm. March seventh through eighth. Mark your uh, calendar. Uh, okay, March seven eight. Got uh, it. Orange County Fair and Event Center in Costa Mesa, California is the twenty twenty. Inaugural Four-Wheeler Adventure Expo, oh, where the truck show podcast will be uh, prominently uh, displayed and also doing a show there. Does that mean Oh, I, I,
1: I guess I'll be there. So you right. should, so, uh, otherwise, I'll be talking to myself. Okay. So, again, 2020 off What is it called? Uh, the Four-Wheeler Adventure Expo. Four-Wheeler.
0: What's cool about the Four-Wheeler Adventure Wheeler, Expo And that is
1: one of the last magazines standing, right? Uh, yes, it is. Four-Wheeler Off-Road Adventure Expo. Expo.
0: So what's cool about it is when you uh, think of Off-Road Expo in Pomona, it's all vehicles. And you might think about Overland Expo in Flagstaff, and it's about overlanding and stuff. Well, the Four-Wheeler Adventure Expo is trying to mix automotive and camping with all of the activities you like to do. So whether it's uh, hiking or biking or all that with the 4x4 sort of as at the center of it, come on down, check it out. So again, that's uh, March 7th through 8th, 2020 in Orange County in Costa Mesa, at the fairgrounds. Uh, There'll be off-road outdoor adventure experts, adventure and off-road film series, camping off-road and outdoor lifestyle gear vendors, an adventure rig display, show and shine, rock wall climbing demos, craft beer garden, live music, demos, and celebrity meet and greets with uh, some of the talent from uh,
1: the Motor Trunk Group. No kidding. So check that out, including us. Well, we're not We're, we're not, not we're uh, celebrities. No, yeah. definitely not. Well, it, it, does this step on something like uh, Off-Road Expo? I mean, how- No, it, because Off-Road Expo's in fall. This is in spring. No, but I'm saying like- And is
0: Off-Road it, Expo is
1: like all about the vehicle and car
0: parts. This is more about the, the lifestyle, lifestyle around the vehicle. Huh.
1: I'm in, and I would assume some some big sponsors like a, a vendor vendor alley type of thing. Oh yeah,
0: there's a there's a whole bunch of people uh, signed up already. I think some big names. We'll uh, announce the list a little bit closer. But uh, if you want to find out more information, head over to fourwheeler.com com and uh, check out Adventure Expo in the uh, I believe it's in the event coverage dropdown. I'm gonna do that. Hey, did you uh, did you hear? Nope. Uh, how about, did you see? Uh, I, I don't know what the story is. So I don't know. Twenty twenty one Ford Bronco spy shots also on four dot com and TruckTrend.com. dot com. Mm. Uh, we got the first spy photos of the actual Bronco <laughs> body. Is, yeah,
1: what is that? So it looks like it has a toupee on it. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> That's a just a bad comb over. <laughs> it does look it does. like a comb over. Uh, no, that's the comb over where it's not side to side. It it's where like a delivery van or no, something. No, no, it's where you took that the, the old man took the No, no, he he had long hair in the and back. Brushed it over the front. He brushed it straight mm-hmm. over God. the front. So, so there's
0: a uh, obviously there's something covering on the top <laughs> system so you can't see. Let me see that again. But there's wait, actually wait, a lot wait, of, wait,
1: stop talking and let me see this again. Let me see turn it sideways here. <laughs>
0: So the real Bronco is uh, (laughs) lurking under that. So if you look at it, it's kind of got the structure of padding over the roof, so you can't see what the roof looks like. But if you look closely, there's a lot of stuff about the Bronco you can kind of glean from this camo spy shot. Uh, One of them is the fact that the mirrors are mounted at the base of the A-pillar and not on the doors, which means like on a Jeep, when you take off the doors, the mirrors go with it, and you have to have other mirrors. Right. This, you can apparently take off the doors, and the mirrors stay on the vehicle. Ah. That's kind of an interesting thing. Also, the doors are frameless. So the window glass can roll fully into the door, which means it'd be easier to store if you pull them off. Ah. So uh, obviously, you can see some things like the approach angle, the departure angle, uh, IFS in the front, coil springs in the back. It looks like there's a uh, camera behind the rearview mirror for adaptive cruise and some of the safety technologies. So it'll be complete with that. This is a, a four-door that's on here. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff that if you spend a little bit of time looking at it, you, you might pick up. And uh, we're... Uh, we're excited You're to finally it. be able to talk about it. Yeah.
1: I wonder, uh, is, is, are people still excited about this thing? Oh, God, yes. Because it feels like it's just been forever. No. Uh, every
0: time we put anything on the, uh, on the website, explosion. Really? Oh, dude, everybody's looking out for, uh, for anything Bronco right now. Huh. Uh, Bronco 6G, I think, is the website. Did some renderings that they posted a couple weeks ago, and
1: those just- Exploded. Exploded. What's uh What's the delivery date on these? Not delivery date, but on sale. Uh, I
0: believe that'll it be shown. Uh, plans are to show it end of spring, early summer, with uh, on sale date potentially at the end of the year as a twenty one. Hmm. So uh, we're still a little ways out on it, but when you start seeing prototypes that are this far along, you know that it's getting close. And
1: uh, I, for one, I'm tired you... of not talking about it. <laughs> so, are you do you are you personally excited at all? Because uh-huh. I to me, it's whatever. No, I'm I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. But I'm ne- i am never—I guess I've never been a Bronco fan at all. To me, they were always just kind of whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, that's you. I'm not saying I'm, I'm everyone. No, at it, all. I
0: mean it, it's—that's uh, your choice. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it there might be a pickup version of it.
1: Would that make you more excited? Uh, I mean, a little. Okay. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you just eh? I mean, all right. If they were going to debut it at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, I don't know that I would wake up any earlier to see it. What if I told you that? Uh,
0: The 2020 Ford Super Duty now has the best-in-class snowplow rating.
1: I would say next story, please. Okay. That
0: would be uh, (laughs) a 1,400-pound front plow rating accounting for mounting hardware. But I don't know how that compares to previous years or other manufacturers. (laughs) (laughs) Why you're not
1: a snowplow aficionado? I don't care. You're not clearing driveways in Long Beach, California? My uh, my front-facing torque rating. Mm -hmm. I I just don't know.
0: Did you hear that Tuscany uh, is now preparing
1: Sierras as a Harley-Davidson edition truck? Saw something about a Harley Davidson truck. truck. I don't know who Tuscany is. Uh, they're a uh, Tuscany Motor Company. I believe that they're like a aftermarket outfitter. How can there just companies like this pop up that you and I have never heard of? <laughs> I know, How's right? that even possible today? <laughs> and in I'm 2020? guessing
0: It's it's fully. It's got a lot of Harley Qs. The wheels look like the Fat Boy. Um, yeah, I mean, was, I, I Was guess Tuscany, it's licensed.
1: Was Tuscany uh, already licensed to do other Harley I, products? I or no like idea. Where do they come from? I don't know. Stop this, people. Uh, Call should... us when you're launching your company. <laughs> you should ask
0: uh, Jeff uh, Burchell, uh vice president of Tuscany Motor Company. I'm sure he has the answers for you. Hmm. So anyway, first time in history it will be possible to run, rumble down the road in a V8-powered Harley-David edition
1: GMC truck. So anyway, huh. yeah, moving right along. It, actually, that's, that, that, that does interest, interest me a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I like the collabo of the, the Harley looks. Okay. I, I like the Harley F-150 back in the day. Okay. So that, that's cool. That, right. That'll sell. That'll definitely sell. How about uh, Faster with Finnegan? That I'm into. Okay. When so, does it debut? This
0: uh, This week. Oh, on the Motor Trend app.
1: Have it, has it already? Because when this comes out, is it yeah, already it'll been? be.
0: I believe it's tomorrow our time now, and then by the time people hear this, they'll be able to go back and find it. Okay, so you, you Motor
1: Trend app, Motor yeah. Trend on demand, All Motor that Trend stuff. everywhere. So you talked about
0: how you liked watching Finnegan's Garage, and so you've probably gotten used to some of his buddies like
1: Newburn and Cotton through his. I just quarter. it really listen, Mike. If you're listening, he's probably not listening. But Mike, if you are listening. Please do something about your goddamn microphone. Like, seriously, just, <laughs> m- God, I can't hear you when you put the camera on a tripod and you step 40 okay. feet away from it. And I, and This it, is a new show where we have uh, production values that
0: you can get behind. So oh, that's right. This is a pro l- show. This is l- not. Let's not disparage Mike and all of his good work. I love,
1: dude, I watch it. I watch as much as I can, as much Mike as I can Well, possibly there's going to be more Mike. Off. Can you let me get the story out? Go I want to tell you about more Mike. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. All right. So the show's about Finnegan introducing a vehicle that he's purchased. His goal is to make it faster. But the catch is he's going to race it somehow against, I don't know, someone. So uh, Finnegan is going to find out what kind of racing he's going to do, drag racing, autocross, the competitor he's up against, whether it's a celebrity or a pro driver, and the vehicle his competitor's driving. And then he'll figure out if he can purchase an affordable vehicle that will be as competitive as his competitor. Uh, and they go back and forth. Uh, one of the very first episodes has a 1985 GMC mini truck that of course it is does. doing a giant burnout. Uh, and it, we we've been looking at some of the upcoming episodes. There's something that has to do with a mud park and a Chevy K5 Blazer. Okay. And what I understand is we may see a big block Toyota mud truck at some point. <gasps> so uh, there's some pretty cool stuff. I'm truck so stuff. in. I'm so in. So you know Finnegan's a truck guy. So it's like I'm so in. It's sort of like a spinoff. Uh, you know Freiberger has his spinoff with Roadkill stuff. This is Mike's spinoff for him and clo- get closer to some of his friends that you've I was, uh,
1: was binge-watching some of his Finnegan's garage stuff. I mean, again, his C- C10 where he put hydraulics in. He's like, I've had enough of bags. I'm going <laughs> hydraulics. And I was fascinated. It's awesome. But so, I also was screaming at my uh, computer going, I can't hear you! St- stand closer <laughs> than the freaking microphone, Mike! <laughs>
0: All right. Well, you can watch uh, the audibly better uh, Faster with Finnegan <laughs> uh, starting on January 15th, which is uh, just a few days ago on the Motor Trend app, which is the number one automotive streaming service. And uh, you can also find things on there such as Roadkill, Roadkill Garage, Roadkill's Junkyard Gold, Roadkill Extra. Top, Guys, listen. Top it, Gear, Diesel Brothers, Fast and Loud, Four-Wheeler te- with our buddy Ian, Texas Metal, Top Gear America coming soon. If you I mean, don't
1: have Motor Trend, uh, listen, as an app on your Apple TV or wherever, you, or your Roku or their freaking Fire Stick, whatever you get, just get it. It's so cheap, and it's so good. Yeah, just go do it. And you, will get, binge, you will go down watch. the rabbit hole of, of Motor Trend, and you may never get out. All right. But you'll be happy. All right. Next next topic, uh, GMC Yukon came out today. I saw that. That one I did see. Did you, just see, did you hear did about see it? I did see that one, yes. I did. No, I saw it. <laughs> okay, check yeah, it. Did you see it. it. I did like it at first. I was I, I like the grill. It looks a little too large. Uh-huh. Uh, like it, everything these well, days. It's not as big as the like the, the the ridiculous gills on the new BMWs. Well, I think the AT4 grill looks way better compared to the Denali. The Denali has
0: that weird like like just the GMC feels like it's too high on it, and it has the mesh, but it goes into the side grill, so it doesn't look as clean. To me, the AT4 that's where it's
1: at. Looks more like technical. Uh, let me see here. No, no, not not for me. I like. No, the GMC. you like that better. I do. It does yeah. look like a pig. It looks like a like a warthog. Like, it looks like a warthog, but yeah. I also would have put the GMC. That center. looks way better. Yeah, I don't I, I do. I, I just like, like that big grill. I think it's cool. I. I, I, I I'd do that. It's bigger in almost
0: every way, so uh, it's got IRS. Wait, 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 wait.
1: That's what she said. Damn right she did.
0: Wheelbase is uh, 4.9 inches uh, longer. That's what she said. The overall length is 6.1 inches longer. That's what she said. There's over 10 inches of legroom, additional legroom in the third row.
1: That's what she said.
0: The uh, cargo room behind the third row, uh, over 10.2 cubic feet more. That's what she said. Maximum cargo room over a 20 Yukon. That's a little <laughs> premature. That's also <laughs> what, That's what, she what, what she said. That's uh, she said. 28 uh, cubic feet more, uh, more cargo space. <laughs> <laughs> That's in, what she said. In the back. <laughs> uh, the Yukon XL has uh, similar changes, also pretty uh, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So uh, powertrains are uh, GM's 3-liter Duramax in line six you will be able to get. A six-two V eight, the five-three V 10 ten-speed automatic. And by the way, uh, not only does the and the body actually looks a little bit different than the Tahoe, which is pretty cool. So also, I'm digging. I'm
1: I'm I'm all about the the three-liter diesel with the uh, the ten-speed.
0: Well, check this out. The have you seen
1: the interior? So no, that I haven't. I didn't get the, a chance to the scroll through the photos. Four looks. You guys, when you an awful that, lot. I was. I'm interrupting you to tell you that I was going to pay you a compliment. I, I went to Motor Trend first when I heard the news was breaking. Yeah. You guys had the story up early, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. I noticed you had 104 photos of it, so I'm like, I'm not going to dig in just yet. Click, so I click, click, click.
0: Yeah. The interior on the AT4 and the other trims looks similar to the Chevy. Had different materials and stuff, but have you seen the Denali interior? No. The Denali dash is actually completely
1: different. Oh. Than whoa. the AT4. Yeah! Wow, Way that's different. not even close. So the vents are in their own pod. The screen layout is completely different.
0: And then this is sort of like a Land Rovery sort of uh, HVAC.
1: What is that to the left of the screen? You that get to the right the of the transmission wheel.
0: transmission selector. <gasps> it's push button Ooh, transmission selector.
1: Wow. So anyway, uh, that that looks good. That's fine. very modern
0: is and that, yet classy. Is that, that you? That's me. Is that your style? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm in. All right, so what do you think? Uh, you're, I'm going AT4. You're clearly going Denali on yeah, me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. All right. All right, well. Since we got our 2020 at work, I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. I love it. The uh, three liter diesel is pretty nice, isn't it? No, 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 no. We have the, I'm talking about the 6.6 oh, bi- 6 liter. Oh, the big Duramax. Yeah, yeah but, I, but that's different
0: class. Uh, okay, but I-, I More I, class than you'll ever have, I, I, sir. I, there's no question <laughs> about that.
1: That's for That's for damn sure.
0: And then did you hear that Hummer might be coming back? You didn't say it like you normally do. It's like, hey, did you
1: hear? Did you hear? That's how you're supposed to say sorry, it. Sorry, I'm rusty. So try it again. It's been a long day. Try it again. Did you hear? No, what happened? Hummer might be coming back. Seriously? But not as a Hummer. I'm I'm honestly confused. Wait. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. Why? What? Okay, so- Didn't I, they? Didn't people just like torch them in, in parking lots way right. back in so, the day? So, and what now, if, so why would you- Well, hold on. Listen, listen, sounds, listen.
0: Yeah. What if Hummer went through purgatory and then
1: came back as a good thing? Allegedly. Oh, don't even tell me they're coming back as like electric trucks or something. So crap. I don't,
0: okay. So I don't know. This is is a, that what you're this saying? This is a convoluted story. <laughs> okay. All right. I have a guy. <laughs> so back in the day when I used to uh, hang out with the Hummer Crew, mm-hmm. there was a guy. That's crazy because I was hanging out in the Hummer Crew, but it was it in San Fernando D- Valley. Totally it was totally different. Totally yeah, different. Yeah, completely different. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, when we were doing the Hummer brand and doing stories and driving those all the time, uh, mm-hmm. there's a guy who had a competing website called HummerGuy.net by the name of Brian Dooley. And so Brian and I have stayed in contact over all these years. And he reached out to me the other day he goes, Hey, I got some info. I'm 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 firing back up the website, and uh, I got some info for you. you. You want it for the podcast? I go. Don't tell me anymore because we're gonna call you. Oh, really? He didn't. Uh, so, he didn't pull back the curtain. No. So hmm. we're we're called. Well, I mean, he knows we're calling, but we haven't right. talked about this.
1: Okay. So here we go. Okay. Yellow. Hey, Brian Dooley. It's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's up, man? Great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Word on the street, well, not really word on the street, Holman sitting across <laughs> me right now says that you have some, uh, some info about
0: Hummer coming back. Yeah, so basically I talked about how you and I used to uh, cover Hummer back in the day, and you had the hummerguy.net website, and you kind of reached out all excited because you and I have, uh, have kept in touch over the years and said, I've got Hummer news, and I said, oh, we got to get you on the podcast. And you and I haven't talked about it, so uh, I'm leaving it up to you to break it to our, uh, our audience right now.
3: Okay, yeah. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I've been living in a cave when it comes to automotive news uh, for the last decade or so, because Hummer is, you know, the GM wound down the brand, and that was that. By the the way, uh,
0: he followed Hummer. He used to have the uh, LeCarGuy.net
3: website before that. (laughs) No, you didn't. Yeah, then he came out of hibernation (laughs) for Hummer, and then they killed it, so... Yeah, I mean, what happened was is that they wound down the brand, and at the time they said, you know, we'll we'll never say never. GM said never say never about GM uh, or Hummer returning, rather, because they wound it down. They they tried to sell it off, but it didn't go through. Uh, there was, it was Chinese government problems, and uh, there's a whole slew of uh, of messy issues. Basically, there was a bad breakup with the dealers too. A lot of GM dealers really got burned on the deal, um, so there was a lot of bad blood there. And and they said at the time that really the only way that Hummer could come back was if there was a way to get rid of the negative stigma around it being a gas guzzler, which is no easy feat, um, but enter alternative drivetrains, trains. Uh, and, and at the time they, they were, I think, trying to do four different types of different drivetrains that they were experimenting with at GM. That was their big thing. We're we're trying four different things. We're going to figure out what works. Um, but it seems at this point that that electric is is leading the way. So they have announced. No, I'm sorry. They have not announced. It's uh, nothing is official yet. Um, but all of the rumors. I mean, I've been watching the rumors for you know over the, the last decade or so, and most of them are are just complete BS. Um, but lately, things have looked more like. What rumors feel like if you know the automotive industry. Um, so uh, here's what we know so far, which is not very much, but they look like they're going to be producing a Hummer pickup truck first. Uh. I, I hit it too late. Damn <laughs> it. I yeah, did hit it <laughs> too late. Damn it.
0: Damn it. Damn it. Wait, so what Brian's telling us is that Hummer, <laughs> Sorry. Hummer died, went to purgatory, and now they're coming back. We think. Yes. Allegedly. It, and they're coming back as? <laughs>
3: <laughs> electric. Did I time it right? No, No, that was all right.
1: Wait, what? (laughs) Are really – no, that's – okay, so A, how do you know, and B, are you serious? Electric?
3: Well, the reporting was – I mean, about a month ago, there were some rumors flying around. It was part of the negotiations with the UAW and all that was uh, a big hairy mess uh, in Michigan and and everywhere, I guess. Um, But – that they negotiated this one plant to stay open, that they were going to close. And as part of that deal, GM said that we're gonna put $3 billion with a B into this plant um, and start producing large electric vehicles. And then after that deal happened, I don't know if there's a few weeks or a month or two, details about what vehicles were actually gonna be produced there started coming out. And one of the names that came up was Hummer, which was a very odd thing because Hummer brand as a brand went away a decade ago. Uh, so it was it was a strange thing. And, and at that point, it was a it was still a question mark. But now I think we're getting closer to the point where we can call it most likely or as as close to official as you can get without GM saying anything. Because, of course, they don't comment on speculation. Uh, but uh, the Wall Street Journal um, has covered. This automotive uh, news, I think, is is also. But I mean, they they everybody has their own sources. But I think it's getting to the point where it's getting out to the ad agencies that are are part of it because the other part of the rumor, the other half of the rumor. Wait, hold on. Is we need that, that, We
0: need the uh, the drum roll. Okay. Oh, sure. wait. drum roll. This, Sorry, I was going because this uh, is sort of weird. Okay, sort of
3: weird. All right. The other part of the rumor is a Super Bowl commercial coming in just a few weeks featuring LeBron James to announce the comeback of Hummer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what yeah so I, wow super, super weird
3: okay yeah no. we'll see and will they but be I sold in gmc dealerships that's the yes i mean that's the, the short story because it, it has to come back under another brand because gm is not going to go through the, the, the whole dealer process again it'll be a
0: sub brand uh, like bronco is going to be like they want to do with raptor you know on the ford side other companies are doing that as well
3: yeah and it, it, allegedly it's going to be Hummer by GMC uh and there's talk about the, the first vehicle being a pickup truck which is an interesting choice because Hummer was never known for pickup trucks um they had the H3T but that that certainly wasn't their bread and butter so that's an interesting choice but then two if allegedly there's a couple sources saying that if that rollout goes well then they might be looking at an SUV version uh at some point as well so uh it's really tough to say what what a Hummer electric, all-electric truck from GMC would look like. Uh, That's a mouthful. Yeah.
1: Well, well, so wait a minute. If they're going to do – if they're going to roll out a commercial with LeBron in just a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl, that means they've got a vehicle that's
3: damn near ready to go. And I that don't know is about that. No, really? Just it's Dude, just it, a here's hype spot. Why I think that because it's it's early enough. I mean, that, that's not to say that they don't in the in the bowels of, of GM's design center um, have have a pretty good idea of what they would want it to look like because someone had to sign off on the deal and say, yeah, this is something that I think will sell and let's let's do it. But I would guess that if you're going to bring back Hummer, that you're going to bring it back as slowly and as, you know, Purposely, intriguingly yeah. as possible strategically. Um, so I, yeah. yeah. I would see them hinting at, you know, maybe even just using the Hummer logo, uh, also, you know, that you would be think the first this could time just be, it,
1: this might just be a teaser.
3: I think that it will be, I do not think that we're going to see a vehicle revealed. I mean, I would be surprised if we did. I just don't expect a full vehicle reveal.
1: All right. So you said wall street journal has reported on this and there are some other sources, but How are you this plugged in and why Hummer for you? Like why Hummerguy.net? How did you get started? I want the quick backstory on why you're the aficionado.
3: Um, I grew up in a very small town um, called Mishawaka, Indiana, Um, and we're not known for much, um, but we do have the AM General Humvee plant, Ah. Um, and this is where AM General was uh, uh, started. They're still here uh, in the area producing Humvees for the military, Uh, so uh, growing up around that, it was not uncommon to see Humvees driving down the road, uh, a lot of Humvees leaving for uh, the different wars uh, that we were engaged in over uh, you know, the last three decades, uh, and, and the color changed, too. That was You always knew what, what part of the world the wars were in, because when I was growing up in the 80s, they were all green, uh, and then in the early 90s, of course, it all switched, and everything on the lot changed to uh, sand color, so you always knew what part of the world by uh, just driving by the Hummer plant. Uh, or Humvee, uh, as it was. Having that kind of in the area, we also have the off-road track where AM General teaches, uh, you know, Army Special Forces and, you know, all these different uh, people on how to use their equipment. Um, But this is also where uh, the H2 is built, or used to be built. Um, They they wanted to do it alongside, so they built a very large plant on the side of the Humvee plant. And I ended up uh, getting a summer job when the H2 was just coming out. This is 2002, uh range and it wasn't out yet but they wanted to train all the dealer salespeople how to drive off-road so they got a program together um and i was one of the off-road driving instructors they they trained us for two weeks a solid two weeks of off-road driving instruction um so that we could then teach dealers and salespeople because they wanted all of them to know exactly what the capabilities were of this new off-road vehicle that sounds like uh, the so, greatest
1: job ever
3: how yeah, old right? were you yeah, I was in college, uh, so oh pretty great job <laughs> yeah? uh, for, for a summer home from from college. And then the next uh, summer or another two summers after that, I worked at a, a resort up in Pennsylvania. Uh, they had an off-road driving instructing school. And, of course, my background with Hummer, there's not too many people with the same uh, level of, of Hummer-specific off-road driving experience that I had. So uh, I worked there for a summer, too. And that was actually H1s, which was uh, a whole different ballgame, uh, basically just like the Humvees but with a leather interior so, so that, that was a lot of fun. Then I went on to work at a dealership in Dallas uh, for for four or five years and helped them with their Hummer happenings, their off road events for their their customers. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, Hummer is is kind of a uh, kind of a local thing for me, uh, and also did, yeah, I I just love off roading uh, uh, with Hummers and in and, and organizing those events. I mean, it's uh, like you said, I, I've had some of the the most exciting uh, jobs you know that you can have as a a college kid or even as an adult uh, so, uh, doing those sort of things.
0: I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, two questions. What are you doing now, and uh, what do you drive?
3: Yeah, so I still drive a 2009 H3, uh, same project truck no that I've kidding. got. No kidding. Yep, on, on the website. Haven't done much to it. Keeping it alive. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I only have probably 71,000 miles on it uh, now, so uh, it's in uh, – pretty good condition Uh, the nice thing about all the off-roading that i was doing is that i was actually off-roading in other people's trucks um so that is the best way to off-road i've found because you don't have to worry about things breaking uh or you just take it in the shop and say hey here you guys deal with it now Um, being
1: being such a hummer guy how do you feel about the joint light tactical vehicle the jltv
3: by oshkosh um well i mean that's the whole different whole different type of vehicle um and i know that there's it, a lot of different competing oh
0: yeah it's way bigger way better yeah i mean
1: it's it is bigger and better and faster
0: it's the, than difference, else, be, but... it's the difference between the hummer and a military jeep you know like a m38a1 or something it's the difference between the jltv versus a hummer it's that big of a leap in size and capability
1: i just didn't know if he was like the hummer is always going to play you know uh, own a bigger part of his heart got
3: it kind of like right. being well, a shirt sure that I can supplier? legally yeah. own a JLTV um <laughs> or if there, there are any for sale so um so there's that part of it that I can't actually buy one um so I do tend to prefer to, to own vehicles that hard to make it through the legally available JLTV, <laughs> right. too right
1: <laughs> uh, this
0: is crazy electric yeah so we'll uh, I guess we'll find out more are you gonna to stay plugged into the story and uh and keep us in the loop
3: yeah there's a lot of hummer faithful out there uh, that are have kind of been waiting for this there's a lot of people that concerned about you know what is gm going to do um, and how how are they going to pull this off are they going to pull it off uh so everybody's kind of waiting to see whether or not they do and we're all hopeful uh i mean hummer was a great brand it stood for a, a lot of great things in the off-road community it was best in class uh and if they keep that going i think they'll they'll have a lot of success but if they just slap a Hummer edition badge on a souped-up GMC, I think it's probably going to do more harm than good. But uh, time will tell.
1: One well, thing's for sure, we're going to DVR the commercial with Le- LeBron, if that actually happens, okay. and we're going to have to play it back on the show and analyze it. Uh, frame by frame? Frame by frame, under a microscope, <laughs> whatever we got to do. In yeah. <laughs> audio, yes. it'll and be a, really and exciting. We'll use a blacklight we'll black as well to see if there's any like weird, like messy stains on it. Uh, I don't know why we would do that. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I have a question before you let you go. I, you, I'm sure this isn't the first time you've been asked this, but how many adult companies tried to buy HummerGuy.net off you? <laughs> None, but I was
0: no waiting way. for a Humber
3: joke. I was waiting. away, <laughs> no way. Yeah,
0: my yeah. my uh, my man Lightning here is a uh, is a I fourteen low- year old in a uh, old man's body. And, I go lowbrow every single uh, he, he time. He cannot help himself. But how do they not want he, Humber guy? I, I'm seriously it? like to be honest, Brian. I'm watching him and I'm watching him <laughs> shake. I was watching the sweats. And I'm like he he can't contain himself. No, I have to ask. ask.
3: I have to ask. No, there's a lot of Hummer owners that also have the, a, a similar mindset, um, and, and I think one time I went to an off-road event, and and I had it on there, and of course, they all knew. If you're in the Hummer community, it, it, especially back then, it was kind of the go-to source for Hummer News, so it was a a respected thing, but I think a buddy of mine took the, the truck that night, and he was going to some country concert in Dallas, and he was so embarrassed to have the decals on the side of his truck, because he was getting all kinds of whistles and uh, and weird <laughs> stuff, so... Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it depends on the venue, uh, uh, on, on what, what sort of brand, that uh, how it's received. Because I would
1: have been shopping that URL to, like, all these San Fernando Valley companies going, hey, man, I got the 10 grand. Oh, I mean,
0: I'm surprised you didn't even ask Brian why he had his name legally changed to
1: uh, Brian the, <laughs> Hummer guy, <Dooley>. <laughs> <laughs> the Hummer guy, Julie. <laughs> all right. Well, Brian, very interesting story. All right, my friend. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: good to catch up. It's probably been, I don't know, what, 10 years?
1: At least, yeah.
3: Man. Well, so. hi. Good to, good to hear your voice again. <laughs> yeah, likewise. We'll we'll keep you guys up to date. All right,
0: sounds Fantastic. good. Don't be a stranger,
1: and uh, we'll catch up soon.
3: All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, right, man. Bye. bye. Bye.
1: Okay, so I'm looking at the clock here, Holman. <laughs> we might have uh, gone a little long with Ryan. Uh, some people said that our Gale episode was too short. So are we going to make up for it well, on this Well, it way? was weird because you and I were doing – and I really did. I felt bad because we probably could have and should have gone longer. Yeah, but, but your, your birthday. But I legitimately had to get to my wife's birthday, yeah. so we had to clip it a little short. And I think Gail uh, – you guys don't know this about Gail, but he likes the data, right? He loves, loves the data, digging into data. And he felt that this episode was a little light, it was it was story time with Gail, which he enjoys. <laughs> he loves telling stories, but he also loves explaining things to to folk and we didn't get to do enough of that. So he, I think he's already planning on the next episode <laughs> where he can sink his teeth into some so, some some data. So
0: we promised everybody know your notes and I pulled it all today. Mm. Uh, but we're not
1: going to get to it. Is that what you're telling me? I am telling you all that. Right. So we can do inbox. I, I yeah, we should do we something should, reader. Uh, we, oh, wait, hold yeah, on. yeah, yeah. We should do something listener-centric, right? I agree 100%. So let's jump into some email. All right. You email. Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right. Holman is going through the email. He actually prints them out. Uh, you're sorting, so I have three, you have three? Or are you, you hogging some over there? Uh, I'm hogging a few. I like your head bob toward the end there. Hey, you like that? Yeah, it was good. It was good. You had the rhythm. Here you go. Yeah, had the rhythm of the night.
0: All right. So we got some uh, got some emails here.
1: You don't know, like my DeBarge reference? <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> what are you talking? about the rhythm of the night. Oh, na, 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 na. Does anyone remember that oh, song? Yeah, I do. I'm embarrassed I, to, I tried to remember. That. I tried to f- <laughs> f- remember that I forgot it. Uh, uh, do you want me to start or are you going to start? Yeah, you can go for it. This uh, so one is titled, I have a truck. Oh, well. Okay. I think I can uh, safely. No, you know what's funny? is, Sadly, I cannot say that I own a truck yet because you still, don't have I a title? still do not have the truck. title. I thought you said title. that
0: somebody found it and allegedly- No, no, no. I
1: know where the title is. And the guy had a- a heart attack or something I know or, or, I know where the title is it's in the hands of a guy who specializes in uh, uh registering hard to register vehicles <laughs> oh my god and I was told and I when I called the guy who set it up with that guy yeah um I said, can we just hurry it up and he's like, hey it's gonna cost you seven hundred bucks and back in in fees and taxes and I told you BS. that and he says you go you go you want to pay that or you want to wait and I go Oh, wait. So, oh, what are you waiting for? I I can't tell you how. Oh, we're, there's, a loophole. We're, there's and a loophole. That allows you not to not <laughs> that. You're
0: damn, <laughs> <you're> damn tooting. <laughs> yeah. So, you do have the title. You no, just don't have the title in your name.
1: That's correct. You have the title, though. Well, I. So, again, I don't have any paper in my hands oh at my all. Oh, my God. Zero. So, it is in the hands of uh, the guy that will do the registration no, 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 for me. No no,
0: no, no, no. That's not my point. I understand that. What I'm asking is. Did you facilitate that, or is he the guy who had the title to start with? Has the title changed
1: hands from Sean? Sean, I am told that <laughs> Sean gave the title to this guy. To this guy. To facilitate you owning it. He was a DMV specialist. Oh, Jesus. And I am told that he's, <laughs> air quotes, working on it. <laughs> okay. So it sits. Uh, I've, got, I've got something I need to work on also. And, and I, 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 Dude, I took it out Sunday, and I drove it all around, and I'm like, if I get a ticket, I get a ticket. You I'll don't just, get a ticket. You get impounded. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, whatever. <laughs> Dude, there's no ticket on 27 years of <laughs> no registration
0: payment. Oh my! Oh, Plus, you don't happened. even have brake lights in the back; they're in the front. That's, that's right. because there are the brake
1: lights. Uh, yeah, oh. the uh, the front signals. All right, let's it. let's get through these emails. Okay, ideas, huh? this one's from uh, Lance. He says, "So if it attaches, I sent a picture of my truck and trailer that I was hauling for the last five weeks for the local marching band that my daughter graduated from two years ago because I have a truck." I don't know how to say no, as the wife says. I towed their props for the last season all around the state of Oregon and up to Washington for their competitions. Mind you, it's a crew cab long bed truck with a 10 foot lift and 37s with a 36 foot flatbed behind it. We looked like a bobblehead family going down the freeway, (laughs) but in the end, it was all fun. Uh, There were two-time state champs, and we went up to Washington to the Veterans Day Parade, and it was an honor just to be there. In all, I put on 4,800 miles on the truck in about five weeks. So I guess Lance is just calling a gloat that he's got a truck that he's putting a bunch of miles on, and uh, and I still don't really technically have a truck?
0: Um, I would say that uh, Lance was asking us a question, and that's how to say no. Is that Was that wrapped up in here, I, I think guess? what you do is you put a tonneau cover or a camper shell on it, and then that way you can't put stuff in the bed. Just put a
1: bunch of crap in there. Yeah, like, like, like uh, a rocking chair, a refrigerator. <laughs> no, no. Maybe an no, old no, oven. No, I'm thinking like plumbing supplies or just something. That's your yeah. truck. <laughs> no, that is my truck. That's what I have right there. <laughs> and he also uh, ends it with... <laughs> Oh, and he asked for you know what? Let me ask you this: if if someone requests a uh, hashtag, yeah, buddy, is it is it the original or is it my uh, from from Netflix? No, it's the original. It is We're not, okay. All no right. copyright. Yeah. Somebody. Issues and, here. Yeah, and he says uh five stars as well. So thank you very much, all Lance. Right. Appreciate you listening. Got this one from uh, Andy White. She oh, says, wait. Hot damn. There's his truck. Yep. Look at that. He ain't joking. Look at that. <laughs> That's look at that trailer. trailer. Oh, he does have a
0: camper shell in the back. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> well, then you need to learn how to say no, Lance. <laughs> yeah, dude. Grow <laughs> a set there, my, <laughs> my
1: friend. Grow <laughs> a
0: set. Truck nuts, pal. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got one here from Andy, and she says, uh episode 101, Hey Truck Show podcast. Lightning, I live in Ripon, California. Is it Ripon? 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 Never Ripon? heard of R-O-P-O-N. it. Well, how's it spell? R i p o n. Ripon. 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 <laughs> Ripon. <laughs> All right. Ripon. Bro. Light, Lightning, I live in Ripon, California. She's going to write back and tell us how we were both knuckleheads for oh, trying no. to say it. Anyway, I highly doubt you know where that is because it's a very small town in Central Valley. For those who are curious, if you drive to Fresno, keep going north until you hit the smell of dog food plant and the giant truck stop, and you've made it. I, I've actually been there. I know where she's talking. Really? To. Yeah, I have. Uh, if you do know where this town is, then yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. LOL, my, f- my fellow small town folk. I really hope you guys do an episode on shocks and lifts. I currently have a seven and a half inch Fox suspension and lift I got from Show Off, and I'm looking to change it. Don't get me wrong. I love the stuff I have now. I just want something different. It seems like everywhere I go, I see the same shocks and lift in a smaller version. I'm hoping to turn my beautiful baby into a show truck one day, so I would love something that would set me apart. Keep it up, men! And five stars. Oh, thanks. thanks, Andy. Oh, very thank- thanks, uh, Andy.
1: What, uh, what was the truck again? Uh, Andy doesn't say what her truck is, so uh, so that's a tough one. Yeah, send us what your truck is so we can yeah, I mean, tell you uh, what we can do with it. Yeah, yeah, because lifts are kind of uh, vehicle specific. So. Well, and also Met- style them, too. Right? Like, what, what do you want to do with it? Be happy to help. Just tell tell us what you're driving. This one is uh, titled <laughs> Biff's truck. Yeah. Oops. Yep. Uh, it's from Jeremy Poindexter.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I corrected myself on the t- Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, what up, guys? I heard uh, in the newest episode you referenced the black Toyota in Back to the Future as Biff's truck. One of us is misremembering the movie because I only ever remember it being Marty McFly's truck after he returned it from uh, spending some time in the 50s. Biff was detailing his family's ride for them. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He is absolutely right. But, by Maybe, the way, don't act all cocky because you never corrected me. Uh, so, I knew you're, something you're, was wrong. <laughs> but, but you uh, just glazed over it? Nah, yeah. Okay, all right. Maybe this is a good excuse for me to watch the movie again. <laughs> yeah, all up, of us. Keep up the mostly good work, he says, <laughs> Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, you can't that. win
0: them all. all right, I got one here from uh, Matt Asprey that says, five stars. He says, oh, nice. Thank you, Matt. Well, originally I was going to say the California pompousness is strong with you two. Because there's things you say throughout, and you notice it more when you binge listen. I'm only at about episode 84, but I heard about you guys because of the Muscle Car Place Kibby and Friends show, and started listening. And so, I end up listening to you all the time. I spend 12 hours a day in a Mack truck hauling wood chips in a possum belly trailer, and so I have some downtime to listen to bad California pompousness. It isn't <laughs> it says bad. This is a
1: big old backhanded
0: compliment. I isn't guess it? so. He says uh, <laughs> it isn't as bad as something else they've been picking up on because I'm not that big of a diesel fanboy like you guys tend to be sometimes. It's diesel or 4x4, don't hear much about the old trucks, I own a fleet of Chevy OBSs, and has a square body 62 C10, and I've come to develop a pet peeve that's driving me insane with all these diesel fanboys because the way they describe their trucks, they don't even describe what the truck is. They just act like a 5.9 Cummins is what it is, and they don't tell you if it's a half ton or three-quarter ton or one ton. They just say, O3 Cummins, 5.9. That's kind of like me saying 75 GM 350. To me, it's just as douchey, if not more douchey. I love the show. I catch myself singing the jingles all the time. So five stars to you guys. Just try to get some regular stuff on and not so much diesel. And uh, that's from Matt. I don't know. I I think we've had the Cummins episode and stuff like that it was diesel because we had the opportunity to go there. Right. But I don't, I, I
1: think we mix it up pretty I think well. we try. I mean, neither of us own a diesel at the moment. Nope. Uh, I think maybe because what I do for a living might bleed into the show a little bit, yeah. just because it's become kind of my personality. But I don't think we do. I would. I, I hope it's balanced. If it's not, I think you're probably aware of it. What was his name again? I don't know. You that was Matt. Did. Yeah, Matt. I think Matt. Um, you're probably aware of it because it just you know like I can't not see cars with their with their taillights out. You know when I'm when I'm coming up on them like today tonight. Going to the studio, and I, 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 hear, I hear I come up on another Lexus with, with the lights off, right? I just can't s- not see that. Like, you can't not you hear You can't us, not seen that? I can't not. <laughs> I can't. You did can't I did not, not, yeah, I do see what You can't not hear us talking about diesel. I get that. Now, one thing that is interesting is you're right. Guys won't say that I drive a Ram truck. They'll say, yeah, I got a 5.9. Right? Or they say, yeah. I got a Cummins 5.9, I got a Cummins well, seven. usually it's a Ram guy gotta, who's saying gotta, it, and it's understood I'm it's a, a Power Stroke guy or whatever. So, I, I, yeah. you know, I, I kind of see that. But the, I think those diesel guys associate themselves with the engine more so than the, the truck itself, the body. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Why is that? I don't roads? know.
0: Because they love the engine. They're Cummins guys. Yeah. There's Ford, there's Chevy, and there's Cummins guys. Right? I mean, that's what it is. Oh. Huh. Next
1: yeah. email. Yeah. Okay, sorry. V8 Ranger Raptor, Trucker Jones says. Um, in hey, the hey, Trucker line, Jones. Lightning at home. and Holman, I just read that uh, Australia will have a five-liter option huh. in their Ranger Raptor. Interesting. That is rad, if true. What really interests me, though, does that mean a five o Bronco is possible? Trucker Jones. Cool uh, cool email, Trucker Jones.
0: Uh, I got one here from- well, Wait, uh, wait, wait. What? what? Why didn't you just gloss over that? I, I didn't. I said cool email- Trucker Jones. You didn't address his Tucker, question. Tucker, good job. Well, about what? About a five-liter Bronco. That's a great email. I just I, I literally addressed it by saying great email. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: do you hear what I'm hearing? Oh, I'm hearing that I've got an email about the Gambler I'm 500. That, I'm hearing that, uh, I'm interested in that, but I'm hearing that Holman is glossing over something about a five-liter gl- no. Bronco. I just acknowledge great email. Great email.
0: Damn far. That's all right here. Got one here from Tyler Guillory, and he says, uh, "Gambler five hundred. What's up, guys? Loving the podcast, all the info that comes out of it. I finally got caught up with all the episodes, and now I have to wait a freaking week for a new episode. This is uh, right before Christmas. Oh yeah, sorry uh, about that. He said, anyway, I'm not sure if you guys have found a gambler rig, but I've uh, found one for you. Yeah, it's kind of a drive, but what's better than a road trip with your best buddy to pick up a sick whip? I don't know. What is that like? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. We haven't done it yet. And he says, uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy.
0: And he says, uh, good luck on another 100 episodes. And this is the sick whip for $1,500. By the way, Oregon seems to go be where old mini trucks go to die. I don't know.
1: Oh, this is a mini? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw this <laughs> yeah, one. Say, yeah, tear graphics.
0: It's got uh, uh, Blazer uh, GMT 400 Blazer wheels
1: on it. And so this is what year Toyota is this? This uh, is a 86. Toyota eighty six Toyota extra Regular cab. cab. Wow, look at that! Is look at t- the be- oh, yeah, it's got that. not a, not just a scissor bed, it's a scissor tilt bed, yeah, or whatever you but call wait, that. But wait, but look at the tail lights on it. That looks like it's an S S ten lights on the tail. What the hell? All kinds. Oh, look of weird at stuff. how nasty that frame. Look, I mean, oh, that is great. Weird, but it doesn't run. It's in pieces. It'll break.
0: Oh, this it's a Nissan. It's a Nissan. Yeah, it is a Nissan. Oh, Look, sure, enough. it's a quad
1: headlight Nissan. Huh? Huh? Look at those graphics on that thing. That is that straight is a lime what is green. It? Is that '88? What would you? What would you?
0: Yeah, something. This is '86, but the 86. graphics are straight out of uh, late '80s. Uh, yeah. it's like a molten, foggy green that goes into a charcoal and yellow tear graphic, and
1: wow. That's all us, it's only fifteen
0: hundred bucks. But does it run? Hey, if I didn't buy that new shotgun,
1: I could buy this truck. Oh yeah, you bought a freaking blue shotgun. I did buy a blue shotgun. Ahead, that should have gone towards our uh, uh, our, our fund, our uh, gambler uh, well, gambler it's, fund. It's, instead, it went
0: toward my fund. Yeah, got a. So that's uh, not
1: as fun for me. Got a nice uh, Beretta A four
0: hundred twelve gauge Excel thirty inch barrel for a little uh, uh, sporting sporting clays. Mm. So uh, I think uh, some people play golf. I like to go shoot clays. That's my golf. You should go out there with me sometime.
1: I would love to. I Episode, bet you don't hit anything. Uh, no, actually, when I was out, I've oh. been out twice. <laughs> where are you, sir? I was like, uh, Okay, yeah, I well, I've been out twice okay. to Corona where yeah, you grew hoggies Yeah, Okay. And both times, the guys I were with were like, how many times you've done this? And I said, never. Did you shoot the rabbit? I don't know what that means. Uh, the one on the ground. No. Hmm. No. Just, it was always up in the air. We have a date planned in uh, February. You yeah. want to join? I'm in. All right. Yeah. I'm going to do some shooting. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you which day it is off the air. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I'm excited. You get to, that. Uh, take out my new gun. Uh, subject line is episode 98 from Jacob. My four-year-old daughter has a better man card than lightning. Hey, she absolutely loves my C20. Anytime my wife mentions selling it, my daughter gets all teary-eyed and tells her we cannot sell it. We need to fix it. She sits and watches all my Motor Trend shows, goes to drag races and circle track races with me. But back to the point. She loves tools, working on cars with me, and I'm sorry that your boys don't share your interest. Yeah, so am I. Womp, womp, uh, womp, hopefully, womp. you guys have youth t-shirts, because I'd like to get her one. Oh. Uh,
0: uh, we don't. We,
1: oh, <laughs> I no, mean, you can. I, I think we do. Store.motortrend.com.
0: Oh, really? And search for Truck Show Podcast. I believe you can buy a youth shirt off that.
1: Oh, no kidding. Store.motortrend.com. Yeah. Store store. Yep, Got and it. then
0: search for uh, Truck Show Podcast. All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's end with a couple uh, really good reviews. We haven't done reviews in a while, and uh, we can always use your five-star reviews. Uh, head over to uh, Apple Podcast app or iTunes. Leave us a
1: uh, five-star review. Please subscribe. Share really with your friends. Don't ask for those enough. Every show that I hear, yeah. they start the show, both YouTubers and podcasters. Mm-hmm. they st- The first one minute, out of their mouths. They're like, hey, we'd love you to subscribe. We just, we suck at this. But we right, well, really, well, we need your support. well, do that at the beginning. Well, we've already done the beginning. Well, not, not
0: this show. Maybe next show. Okay, we just, should do that. We should remember, oh, uh, we should remember to ask people to leave a uh, five-star review. I'm writing that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to remember to hawk our, uh, our t-shirts at store... <laughs> Dot motor motortrend.com. Dot mm-hmm. uh, We also need to uh, do the Motortrend app uh, promotion, which I believe the holiday promotion we were talking about, which is like two bucks a month That's without ads or do- I think it's been extended. Oh, wow. So head over to motortrend.com for uh, the Motortrend app special. And, uh, you know, uh, what else do we need to do every episode? Uh, oh, we need to do uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Know Your Notes. <laughs> okay, really? we we'll write that down. No, you're not. All right, so uh, that should keep us honest. All, All right. right. Well, for right now, let's uh, let's hit up a, a couple reviews here. We've got one by uh, a guy named Skin Guy 23. Says, skin Guy. <laughs> yeah. So first we had uh, Brian at HummerGuy.net. <laughs> yeah, this is and skin, now we guy. Have skin Guy. Uh, he <laughs> says uh, so the title is Yeah Buddy.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Hashtag
0: Yeah Buddy. He says I very much enjoyed Jabubli and Hubba Bubba Each show is <laughs> entertaining and somewhat informative. Makes the long commute in my F one fifty (laughs) somewhat informative. He says (laughs) makes the long commute in the F one fifty more tolerable, and it's five stars. stars! That's by our friend Skin Guy.
2: Five star review. Five stars.
0: Thanks, Emmy. Got one from uh, from Marstar eight ten. Says girls like trucks too. Says my name's Marley. I'm an eleven year old girl. I listen to the Truck Show podcast every week with my dad. My favorite episode is the one
1: where you eat the fruitcake. I love the jingle for Know Your Note. Vroom, 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 vroom. All right, maybe I can do a little of that. Know Your Note. Let me, where is it? I wasn't prepared to play it here, but I can go. We'll just play this. Know Your Notes. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, 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 vroom.
0: That's for Marley. That's for Marley. Yep. And then she ends it with, yeah, buddy.
1: Oh, crap. I wasn't ready for you to go right back to some yeah buddies. Yeah, buddy.
0: Should you really be saying crap to an 11-year-old who just said she idolizes you? Yes. Okay. She's got to learn <laughs> some words. Wow. All right. And she says "Uh, five stars. stars. Okay. Sweet.
1: And we got one here from uh, Dave32. But She's listening to this podcast. She knows what to expect. I I hope so. She doesn't have sensitive ears.
0: She, at least she listens she's with our her peeps. dad.
1: She's our peeps.
0: I'm, she's our peeps. And I, I hope her dad uh, teaches her better than uh, to ever no, hang her, out with us. Her
1: dad is letting her listen. Well, I guess I listen. Her dad's the culprit. <laughs> I
0: let my twelve-year-old listen, so I guess yeah. I. Guess, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, all right. We got one uh, from Dave Thirty Two says, "Like drinking a beer with your buddies." So fun fact. If you regularly listen to the Truck Show podcast at 1.5 speed or greater, the guys sound drunk when listening to them at 1x speed. It's hilarious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We need to play us Uh, slow speed. I
0: I have an idea for that. Uh That will Off air. Okay. It'll be down the line. Okay. Interesting. He says, really though, this is a great podcast and has become my weekly stop to stay informed on all the latest truck news. Be sure to follow them on Instagram, too. You'll love what you've seen. (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't come at me with scene. He says, by the way, I stole my daughter's phone to leave this review. That's uh, Dave32 at Anthem
1: Off-Road Wheels. And- Wait, he's said Anthem Off-Road Wheels? Yeah. Hook a brother up. <laughs> no, hold on a second. What off-road vehicle do you have? No, we need- Joshua Mazzaroli- Yes. At Vague Industries- yes. Desperately needs some wheels for his YouTube show and his event in Arizona. And I've been calling my buddy Brian- down at uh, at Wheel Pros uh-huh. and I'm getting stonewalled. All right, well, uh, Dave, hook us up. No, I'm dead serious. Us. You
0: gotta know find us. We'll hook you up with uh, with Josh. Yeah, and we'll get uh, we'll get love for everybody. And, and uh,
1: no reply with uh, well, my contact info. Uh, you can't to Josh. reply on a.
0: Oh, it's a freaking review. Anyway, oh, yeah. he ends okay. it with five stars. five stars. All right, we got one more here from uh, Maverick T Bird. Maverick. Mav Rick T Bird. Okay. <laughs> he says,
1: uh, helps the day go by with a few laughs in there and five, five stars. stars. All right. We well. didn't say that with much enthusiasm. You were like five stars. Try it again. You ready? All right, ready? One, two, three. Five, five stars! stars! That totally distorted the recording. <laughs> look at the It was look completely at the levels. Erect. It's it's that's you know what that, Did that's. You say it was s- completely erect? No, I didn't. <laughs> that's a square wave, is what it's you a just square, square wave. It. That's awesome. <laughs> um Hey, you just turn it down in post. I can't. <laughs> no, because once you what a, a square wave is always square. Is that bad for people's cars? <laughs> yes. uh, I don't. I hopefully it doesn't <laughs> sound as bad as it did in my headphones. <laughs> it sounded bad in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All uh, uh, well, right. listen, we, we, we want your five star review,
2: five star.
0: And your uh, subscriptions and to send to a friend. And we want your uh, social at Truck Show Podcast. Your emails, Truck Show Podcast exactly. at gmail.com. And your voicemail, 657 205 Stop yelling into the fucking <laughs>
1: It's the what end are of the you, day. Wrong guy. Ah. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Whoa, oh, oh. whoa! Why are you still <laughs> punching all I don't know why I'm such... yelling. Because <laughs> it's
0: the end of a long day. I see the light at the end of the tunnel.
1: I don't know what to do with my hands.
3: Ah! <laughs> I've lost it. I've, I've gone silly. I think you Really? Have. <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh. All right,
1: listen, we, we do appreciate your five star reviews. What? Well, and we appreciate your emails. You can't, can't hear me hear over anything. the song. No, why is it so loud? <laughs> Boom! Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> We're just falling apart at the end of the show. Yeah, we are. Well, normally right. we uh, we try not to mess up the bed. Now we've just no, become a bed. We've completely destroyed it. <laughs> We're swimming in the bed. Oh. water right. bed? Listen. With Square Wave, here's what we need you guys to do. You've already left us review. We're, we're just just going. No, You've already left the show. Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> Because they're headed down to their local Nissan dealer to check out the 2019. <laughs> is that where they're going? Yes, the Titan. With that five year, uh, 100,000 mile warranty? That's the one. Are they uh, going to uh, NissanUSA.com? They are. Are they going to deck.com? They yes, they're planning out their next like three days, their weekend right uh-huh. here. First, they're going to the Nissan dealership because yeah. they're going to sit in the zero gravity seats. Yeah. Right? And then they're going to turn up the Fender audio system and they're like, oh my God, the truck should be louder, louder than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anything can be loud. <laughs> Uh, louder than you, Ugh. not possible. And then they're gonna leave the dealership with their new Titan, and they're gonna go. They're gonna while they're in the drive-through at Del Taco, uh-huh. right? Oh, schnitzel. No, because they, no, they don't have schnitzels everywhere. They're gonna at the Wendy's, have Del Taco they're, everywhere. They're in a McDonald's because those are everywhere. Oh, they're in the McDonald's, right? And they said no, they're in and out because of California pompousness. No, no, no. Let's in our world, something. they're in and out. Okay, they're in and out, whatever. And and they're and they're on Decked dot com, uh-huh. and they're ordering the Decked system for their brand new Nissan Titan with the Wi Fi that's
0: available from the Nissan head unit. And then they're just going to order their phone and get it at the curb. And we're living in the future, just like that. That's what happened. <laughs> you know what's weird is when you when you get all crazy, yeah, and then you just run out of gas. And it just falls apart they're right there. there. I'm like, uh- I don't. Well, where do we go now? You fell apart in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's because we didn't do any know your notes. I feel like I owe the I owe I owe the the people. No, you don't. Can we do like a one like a preview like a know your note just just because?
1: Really, like a like a bonus track? Yeah, like a bonus track. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down speedy lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you and nope, we're not insane. Well maybe a little. Know your notes. Come on and cast your vote. Know your notes. Get it right and you can gloat. Know your notes.
2: From room, from room, from room.
1: Well, that was it?
0: That's all you get. Next week on the Truck Show Podcast. That is lopy. It is lopy. All right, you have one week to figure
1: out what it is. One more time. That beep should give it away. Huh. Can I give uh,
0: my co-host away? (laughs) Yes, please.